down to business. I got my wild cherry diet Pepsi, and uh, I got my blackjack gum here, and I got that feeling. Mm. Yeah, that familiar feeling that something rank is going down out there. I'm funny how? I mean, funny like I'm a clown, I amuse you, I make you laugh, I'm here to fucking amuse you. How the fuck am I funny? What the fuck is so funny about me? Tell me. Tell me what's funny. Coast. We'll get together, have a few laughs. Oh, you. As far back as I can remember, I always wanted to be a gangster. You ever seen a grown man naked? Anybody move, I'll blow your fucking head off. And the medic gets out and says, oh my god. I'm your huckleberry. My advice to you is to start drinking heavily. Put that coffee down. Bowling, this calls for the old Billy Barul. That's a huge bitch! The royal penis is clean, your highness. Hey, where are the white women at? Yippee-ki-yay, motherfucker. It's over, Johnny. It's over! All right. It is over, Johnny. That's right, the song is over. THT Movie Review, once again, 11 o'clock Eastern on a Friday night. What's this, four weeks in a row, Anthony? Yep, I think we have finally, finally set in stone an official day and start yeah, time. Fridays yeah. at 11 p.m. Eastern Standard Central Time. There you go. Only on THT. <clears throat> Mixler.com slash THT Podcast. damn. Good shit. Yes. Good shit. And uh, tonight, I guess we're talking one of the most... Man. Influential. Influential. Um, timeless. Okay, I'll go timeless. I watched this movie just yesterday, and I loved every minute of it. There are... Best times at Richmond High, Best times at Richmond High, that's right. Right up your alley. Bob. Right up my alley. We've got... Uh, just to name some of the really, you know, popular people in this movie. you got Sean Penn. Jennifer Jason Lee did a bunch of movies in the 80s. She kind of played the same character uh, in all her movies, you know, the same thing. So, you still got me, Anthony? Oh, yeah. All right. I've got something going on with my video here. All right. Uh, Judge Reinhold, who <laughs> anyone who's ever seen uh, Beverly Hills Cop, there you go. 
Um, yeah. Let's see, Phoebe Cates. A young Nicholas Cage, a, Forrest Whitaker. Forrest Whitaker. Now, Nicol- this is his one and only movie. Nicholas Cage was billed as Nicholas Coppola. Yes, yes, the one and only movie he was billed as the Nicholas Coppola. And yeah, Forrest Whitaker has a uh, little part in this movie. Now, funny thing is, James Russo. Free lazy eye, look, Forrest Whitaker, I wanted to point yeah, out. Yeah, exactly, exactly. Yeah, it says right here, Nicholas Cage, Brad's, Brad's bud as Nicholas Coppola. He's in a few little parts in the movie. The main part people mention, obviously, is the part where Nicolas Cage is staring at the camera right at the fast food restaurant. But um, James Russo is another guy you some people may know again from Beverly Hills Cop. Uh, He was, um, you know, in that movie and he was in a few movies also that I know him from. Uh, That's pretty much a lot of them. Uh, Go ahead, Anthony. Stoltz. Eric Stoltz was Mm -hmm. in it. I don't know if you're from, you're from, you should know who that is, yeah, right, yep, Box? Yep, yep. Yeah, I mean, there was a lot. This was an amazing fucking movie. Uh, just like we said, coming to coming another coming to to age movie. Now, I'll be, you know, I'm I'm seven years old when this movie comes out, 1982. I don't think I actually got to watch this movie till I was like 12. And my sister's friends kind of snuck it on TV, and I kind of hung out in the back. Ah. You know, the quieter, you know, out of sight, out of mind kind of thing. So this was one of the first, like, this was all, I mean, this was kind of a titty movie. Sort of. But the funny thing about, I don't know, man. The funny thing about, like, you know, now, by today's standards, a movie like this is very tame compared to what we've seen over the last 25, 30 years. Fast Times at Richmond High ain't got shit well, on what we've seen over the past 20 years, wouldn't you say? Um, a few scenes in here. In terms of, like, con- in terms of like overall content. If this movie was redone, it would have to have a few scenes taken out. Uh, definitely. Definitely. I mean, my God, he says the word fag. Oh. Yeah, Sean Penn, he says it. Oh, oh yeah, oh, yeah, the PC. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah, that, that, that would not fucking fly. I mean, that's, I play it all the time. That's one of the. Oh, come on, you really think the gay community would uh, have a problem with the word fag? Um... Being uttered on film? <laughs> yeah. The gay community? Oops. Yep. <laughs> <laughs> yep. I mean, I play. No, it. no. You know, you know, fag. It's not. It's not an offensive term. No, but I mean, I fun athletic guys. No. That's what we. That's what we're talking I, about. Not fags. I, I play that all the time. Here it is. Hold on. It'll come out in a second. Come on. Come on. Oh, those guys are fags. There you go. All the time. That would have to be cut. Yes. Couldn't do that nowadays. Shout out to the fag. I mean, the gay community. Yeah. Your people, too. I don't know if they would allow. <laughs> now, you got to remember, they wouldn't allow the. F... All right. Let's just go ahead and get into the movie a little bit because there's another scene I can think of that wouldn't be allowed, but we won't. That'll kind of spoil a little more of it. So let's go ahead and get into it. Now, before we even do that, I want to get in now. Uh, B-Meg's in the chat was kind of saying, you know, this he's a little indifferent on this movie. He made a comment. Before the show in the chat room that, uh, by the way, chat rooms at mixer.com slash THT podcast. 
uh, he made a comment that, you know, it, it kind of depends on the area you're from, when you were born, when you saw the movie. Definitely. Most definitely. Some of the references in this movie you may not get if you're, you know, not of age. Some people just won't like this movie. It's just some people don't like these high school coming of age kind of movies. I personally love these movies. Love these movies. Um, so, you know, definitely the era you grew up in when you were born, when you saw it. Like I said, I was 12 years old. This was like the first movie that I saw actual boobs in. <laughs> Seriously. This was the first movie I saw boobs. You know? Wow. And, um, <laughs> yeah, it was. You know? Yeah. But, uh, you know, just a regular high school movie, you know, you got your seniors, you know, Judge Reinhold is your senior and ready to, to rule the school, to steal a uh, line from Greece there. And, uh, you know, he, yeah. he kind of goes in there and, um, you know, does his thing. The, the movie's based around Judge Reinhold. Obviously, his sister in the movie is uh, Jennifer Jason Lee. Yes, uh, of a, a single white female fame. That might be her most... Notable role that people might remember her from. She was also in Easy Money with Rodney Dangerfield. Oh yeah, yep. yep. She she actually did a lot in uh, in those late eighty move uh, mid to late eighties movies. Um, yeah, like I said, like this movie, like really kind of you know, uh, if this if this movie were like a you know use a wrestling term here, if it were a developmental territory. <laughs> It produced a lot of stars. Yeah, and because like generally speaking, a lot of these uh, teen movies that have come out since basically produce don't really produce superstars. They kind of like they're known for they kind of get pigeonholed as those characters. Mm-hmm. You know, like a few weeks ago we did the Judd Nelson episode. Right. Everybody knows him as John Bender and not much else. Maybe New Jack City, but for the most part, he kind of got you know pigeonholed as John Bender. He did. Leather jacket, bad. I mean, he was a badass in the movie, but Mm -hmm. he's kind of like, he was always like, whenever you look at him, it's like, I can only see John Bender. Right, right. Yeah, you're right. Now, there is a very underrated character in this movie played by Robert uh, Romanus. Mike Damone in this movie. Oh, yes, yes. This character should have gone to do more. This guy should have got a TV show as that character. You know, you think you think it could have uh, been a sustainable series? Oh, dude, the, at least at least like a five year run. Maybe there are so many parts. Th- th- there's a couple I do want to play from him because it's just makes the fucking movie. Um, you know it. It and of course they've got the loony, a couple loony teachers, um, Mr. Hand, who's played by uh, Ray Walston. Who, come on, uh, everyone should know who he is. He's been in a bunch of different movies. I believe he was in Grumpy Old Men. Uh, so he's crazy. And the other teacher is uh, Vincent Chevalli. You'll see Mr. Vargas. He was in a ton of quick roles between the 80s and 90s. I, bl- yes. I believe he was even in an episode or two of um, Brady Bunch or something. I don't know. I mean... But, uh, you know, they got a couple weird teachers. But the, I, I don't know. To me, this... Oh, mo- just to show you, you know, I mean to cut you off, no, Box. No. But just to show you how big this movie is, even though she didn't do anything of note really afterwards, mm-hmm. the fucking baby sister of the boss himself, Pamela Springsteen, 
was in this movie. Really? I didn't know that. Pamela, she was a member. Uh, what's the character? What was his name? Dina Phillips. Remember that character? That's uh, Bruce Springsteen's uh, baby sister. I do remember that. Yeah. I only remember the name Dina because I had an ex-girlfriend named Dina in high school. All through high school. Uh-huh. All through high school, pretty much. <laughs> and I'm going through the IDMB here. It's hilarious to me how uh, Nicolas Cage in the movie, his character is billed as Brad's bud. Yep. Well, that's all he is. That's <laughs> hilarious to me for some reason. I mean, that's all he is. Every now and then you just see Judge Reinhold talking to him. And it's just a little conversation here and there. But, you know, like I said, there's that one scene where they show him. But, um, you know, and another part right in the beginning of the movie that I play, another one of our famous things. You dick! That is Spicoli right there doing that. So, you know, I mean, we do play a lot of stuff from this movie, actually. I think I might have even more. I got a bunch of drops here that we can go ahead and play out a little bit later. We can go through a few of them. Uh, but, you know, this is just, you know, an, another one of the teen comedies. I'm not 100%, but this might have been the start of a lot of the teen comedies out there. Yeah, I mean, this is one of the, I can't, like I said, I'm, I'm not sure of, like, the timeline. Mm-hmm. But the, uh, Fast Times of Rich Mahat is definitely, like, the grandfather of, like, uh, modern movies from more my era, like that Ameri- like the American Pie series. Mm-hmm. Certainly, certainly still, you know, in terms, you know, you brought up the phrase titty movie. <laughs> American American Pie brought titty movies back in the 90s. Right, right. And it basically, that was basically like, if this is the grandfather, movies like American Pie, like, uh, you know, mm-hmm. uh, Can Hardly Wait, movies like that, oh, yeah. of that kind of ilk, were basically born out of Fast Times at Richmond High. Definitely, definitely. And um, like I had said at the beginning, this movie sort of bases itself around um Jennifer Jason Lee. She's fifteen years old. She's a sophomore. She's a virgin. You mean she wasn't really nineteen? No. Well <laughs> are, you, are you sure you're nineteen? Yeah, yeah. I'm oh, nineteen. Yeah, yeah. And that shows you how much times have changed. Okay. Nowadays, like think about it. If you heard that line today, people would be like, Oh, that's statutory rape. See, that's would... another part they would never let go in this movie. He's twenty six that we know she's fifteen. They would never let that part go in the in in a remake of that movie in you know in 2016. No way. Maybe maybe they would give it like an the infamous NC-17 rating. Nah. Remember those movies, Fox? <laughs> Please. Now people would have so many problems with it. I don't. I mean, it was just. I don't know. It it was just you know she went after him, and back then it just wasn't. I don't know, man. But yeah, 26. She was 15, and. Um, you know, she uh, bangs him in a baseball dugout. <laughs> yeah. Yes. Uh, another great scene, though, where she's practicing giving blowjobs with a carrot and the like, half of oh, all the guys shit. catch Jennifer Jason. And Phoebe Cates, by the way, Phoebe Cates, as of today, still looks about that hot. Honestly. So, and, so she's uh, obviously she's past the uh, point of being a MILF. Ugh. But uh, would you still would you would you still consider her bangable, bro? Uh, Boxman, bro. Type in. <laughs> t- trust me, if you went to Google and typed in Phoebe Cates 2016, yeah. you would say yes too. Yes. Oh yeah. And, and we'll kind of we'll get to, as we kind of go through the movie here. We'll get to, get to her infamous or her 
famous scene in this movie, but uh, yeah. Yes. 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 I mean, I, I mean, to this day, uh, that's a scene that people still talk about. <laughs> that's one hell of a scene. Yeah. Yeah. It is. We will get to it. Now, you know, here's cool. I'm, I'm at one of the parts I actually want to play. Uh, again, Mike Damone, one of the best characters in this movie. Mike Damone yes. basically is. He's like, a, honestly, once again, I know this isn't the wrestling show, but he kind of reminds me of like a cooler, younger version of uh, Alberto Del Rio. Because <laughs> he kind of has the, I mean, he has the accent. He kind of gives advice, you know, he, you know. He gives the advice. Yeah, you know, you don't care if she lays, stays, or pray. Here you go. Wait a minute. Hold on here. I've got the part right here. Here. Did you get a name? Hold yep. on. We're, we'll get to it now. I mean, a girl decides how far she's going to let you go in the first five minutes. Well, what am I supposed to do? Go up to this strange girl in my biology class and say, hello, I'd like you to take your clothes off and jump on me? I would. <laughs> I mean, I can see it all now. This is going to be just like last summer. You fell in love with that. This is the um, this is part of the attitude thing right here, and this is one of the greatest. This is one of the best scenes in the movie to me. Tell me, Mike, what should I do? This is what. You you ready? Do. Yep. Start from the minute you walk into biology, perhaps. I mean, don't just walk in. Don't move across the room, and you don't talk to her. You use your face. You use your body. Use everything. That's what I do. I mean, I just send out this vibe, and I have personally found that women do respond. I mean, something happens. Well, naturally, something happens. I mean, you put the vibe out to 30 million chicks, something is going to happen. That's the idea, man. <laughs> <laughs> yes. These the are options. Yeah. The attitude dictates that you don't care whether she comes, stays, lays, or prays. I mean, whatever happens, your toes are still tapping. <laughs> and when you got that, <laughs> then you have the attitude. There you go. How can you, come on, great advice from a great man. Like I said, that is one of the most underrated fucking character, man. And, and by the way, uh, movie or no movie, that advice still applies over 30 years later, folks. <laughs> yeah. Absolutely. That's still, that's still, those are still words to live by. And he even has another scene in this movie that I'm definitely going to fucking play, which is the attitude scene where they're in the mall. Uh, actually, right now, I'm to the part where uh, Jennifer Jason Lee is getting banged in a dugout right now. Oh, Pox, before you get to that part, um, you know, going off of what I just said about uh, that character, I want to bring up some interesting information that I found in my research for uh, this show this okay. week. Okay, a little over 10 years ago, back in 2005, this film that we're reviewing tonight, Bad Times of Richmond High, was selected for preservation in the United States National Film Registry by the Library of Congress as being culturally, historically, or aesthetically significant. So to me, that says it all. Wow. Like, when a mo like honestly, like when a movie is for this means... Mm -hmm. That uh, the fucking highest level of film preservation yeah. in this country decided that this movie needs to be seen and preserved for future generations. That that really kind of like says a lot about the, about the significance of this movie. Because we should get we should have mentioned this at the top, but this movie is actually it was uh, is based on a screenplay by Cameron Crowe, mm -hmm. who also wrote a book called Fast Times at Richmond High: A True Story by Cameron Crowe. Yep. 
Because he actually went undercover. Yeah, I don't know what inspired him to do it. But he went undercover at a high school and basically detailed his experiences. So a lot of this shit, you know, was happening in real time. I wonder if he was hopefully, the... T- hopefully no 20... 20- Hopefully, no fifteen-year-olds were harmed Hope, uh, maybe he, during the making. Maybe he was the twenty-six-year-old <laughs> banging the fifth. Oh yeah. Oh, shit. <laughs> oh uh, allegedly. Should we throw in an allegedly because we don't want to get sued in case Cameron Coro or his family ever nah, hears this? Statute of limitations are gone. Who gives a shit at this point? Uh, <laughs> you know who else? You know who else said that? Who? Lawler. Jerry Lawler said that many times. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> who? Who gives a shit? <laughs> you gonna drink that beer and smoke that joint? Yeah, but we ain't gonna fuck no fourteen year olds. <laughs> <laughs> oh shit! <laughs> All right. Anyway, um, and you know, Weebs put his little uh, usual in- info in the chat here. Budget movie was four point five million. Uh, box office was twenty point uh, twenty seven point one million. Now, that's just gross uh i mean rentals just in the united states they did 16 million uh you know it was ridiculous this movie probably still is being bought today i wouldn't doubt it i actually this is one that i actually own on a dvd so yeah actually in myself you know i mentioned to you off air a couple days ago i actually got it up for like five bucks Mm mm-hmm a, uh, a couple of weeks ago, yeah, fuck, that's a movie. Because it's, it's just certain movies you need to have in a collection. I know we live in an age where everybody wants to stream everything and download this, download that. But sometimes you just want to have that physical physical copy of something just so you can watch it at your leisure and not have to worry about jump edits and yeah. torrents and all of that other kind of all of that other kind of jazz. Yeah. Now, here's the other scene. Let me see here. Hey, men have died trying Hold on. This, valuable this is the five-point plan. But I'll give it to you for free. Okay, okay, what's your five-point plan? All right. Now pay attention. First of all, Rat, you never let on how much you like a girl. Oh, Daddy. Hi. Just so you know who he's talking to, he's talking to a cardboard cutout of Debbie Harry, for those who don't know, lead singer of Blondie. Yes. Okay, yeah, she was gorgeous back then. Anyway. Two, you always call the shots. Kiss me. You won't regret it. Now, three, act like wherever you are, that's the place to be. Isn't this great? Four, when ordering food, you find out what she wants, then order for the both of you. It's a classy move. Now, the lady will have the linguine and white clam sauce and a Coke with no ice. And five. Now, this is most important, Rat. It comes down to making out. Whenever possible, put on side one of Led Zeppelin four. <laughs> there you go. Now, number three is the best. Rule number ah. three, I think, is the best. Just act like wherever you are. That's the place to be. And the funny thing is, I can't tell you over the years, whether it's in real time or just from watching different things, movies, TV shows, mm-hmm. I've heard different variants of that statement. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. And Make wherever you are the place to oh, be. Oh, yeah. And just just act like wherever you are, that's the place to be. <laughs> Okay, yep. B-Megs just found out. Yesterday, Blondie was a band, not a person. 
Yeah, well, yeah, folks. This, if, if you're, it's like if you're under like I'm a few boxes a few years older than me. So if you're younger than me, you probably won't get a lot of the references from a lot of these older flicks. Yeah, let's see. Weaves is starting to post some uh, stuff here. I can go ahead and play that one he just put. Oh, real quick, uh, you know, I guess box. Hey, not, not so much for you edit. Or uh, do a little spot check of what Weez posts in the chat. Oh, I'm reading them no, first. Don't want to repeat the yeah. last week. Well, this should be a safe movie. I don't think there's a you know besides Forrest Whitaker. I think there's no other. Oh, you never know. <laughs> Weez might sneak some shit in on it since he knows you get flustered on air. <laughs> I he might sneak some shit in. I don't now. think I got flustered one, but I thought I handled that with elegance and class and <laughs> seamless too thank god for curtis taking over and reading the last that was one. hilarious i mean I, yeah 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 curtis is a good dude I, I was just seeing how good of friends we were that's why i was like because you was reading it just as smooth <laughs> and when you got to that last one i'm like mm, let me let me lay out it for a minute see what box men do <laughs> the only other <laughs> choice paragraphs the, like nothing the, the only other choice i had was to just say and that was the only other choice i had <laughs> <laughs> and even weaves in the chat no end bombs <laughs> yeah that, that my only other choice was to hit the sensor beep and that just would have been weird so <laughs> yeah, especially with uh, uh, uh apparently youtube's uh new laws yeah they might have censored it for you yeah, if you, you know didn't. what dude if they shut us down they shut us down if you're offended by anything on this show please just don't subscribe <laughs> yeah uh, yeah. yeah, in other words, suck my left dick. Right. Yeah, you can... Will that make YouTube? <laughs> I know. Our fucking theme song for the show is goddamn fucking offensive. Yeah. <laughs> All right. Um, anyway, uh, let's see. I'm at the scene in the movie um, where Mark Ratner, the little nerd of the bunch in the movie, you know, you always got to have the nerd, the fucking, you know, the real cool guy and the stoner, of course, John Penn in this movie. And uh, Mark Ratner's in love with Jennifer Jason Lee's character in this movie. And, you know, they finally go out to dinner. He forgets his wallet. And she kind of meets Mike. And she kind of looks at Mike like she wants the D. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Yeah, yeah. Yep. And, and honestly, yeah, you know, you put them vibes out there. Just lay back and just, you know, reel that fish in. Yeah. Real efficient, boy. That's it. Hey, you put the vibe out to 30,000 chicks, something's bound to happen. Yeah, and the funny thing is, you talk about putting a vibe out. Isn't it amazing that it, it, I, I find it so amazing when it comes to females in general? It's a little bit of a tangent, but it ties into the scene we're on here. Isn't it amazing how the less of a fuck you give, the more successful you are? It does happen that it's way. It's like seriously. It's like you know, you put yourself out there, nice guy. Yeah, fuck that. That shit is for the birds. Mm -hmm. But the minute you act, you know, act aloof and kind of like just say, you know what, fuck it. I don't give a fuck what you think about me. It is what it is. I'm not here for a long time. I'm just here for a good time. It's like wow. Yep. She becomes suddenly your like, sh and then she becomes clingy. You become a pussy magnet. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> then they become clingy, which isn't always a problem. So, yeah, yeah. And, um, you know, this this scene ties into the movie a little. Obviously, it ties into the movie. But this scene really kind of puts the movie together, kind of ties a bow on it of how much of a geek this guy Mark Ratner really is. She's basically throwing it at him. 
she's in a robe, literally, in her bra and panties, trying to get him to do anything with her, and he won't. This guy's just too scared. Poor little guy. He's too scared. But uh, again, coming of age, one of those high school movies where, you know, you all you... All you're doing is thinking about it, and then finally you get it, and you're like, oh, what do I do? You know? <laughs> yeah. He he, uh, he underperformed. I think Meltzer would give him like a two out of five. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. <laughs> the, 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 you know, yeah, this definitely wouldn't be on Meltzer's scale, but, uh, you know, no, 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 no. I mean, this wouldn't even be a four out of ten to Bret Hart. <laughs> Bret Hart wouldn't even. He'd go two out of ten. <laughs> so yeah but you know but it's just you know one of those like like we've said before a thousand times already one of those coming to age movies that just puts everything together um now another great part in this movie you know right after that scene is where spicoli and forrest whitaker uh his uh his little brother they're oh, yeah. in a car <laughs> driving like maniacs. They're both smoking a joint. Spicoli is baked out of his mind. Drinking beer. Uh, pushing cars off the road. Going in between cars on two-lane roads. Going on the other side of the road. And finally they wrecked the car. Now, the, I bring this up because this is another excellent fucking quote in this movie. Uh, Cue it up. I'm getting to it right now. Actually, the car just crashed. <laughs> so, I oh, I can play it from here. What the hell? My brother's gonna kill us. He's gonna kill us. He's gonna kill you. And he's gonna kill me. He's gonna kill us. Hey man, just be glad I had fast reflexes. <laughs> My brother's gonna shit. Make up your mind, dude. Is he gonna shit or is he gonna kill us? First he's gonna shit, then he's gonna kill us. <laughs> Give me a second. Yes. <laughs> First he's gonna shit, then he's gonna kill us. <laughs> now let me ask you something. Okay, go ahead, real quick. Um, uh, I don't know, but this is a little more my era box. But um, did you did you ever watch that S70 show? <laughs> I did. Now you know, just you know, since we're talking about Fast Times at Richmond High, do you think uh you know Ashton Kutcher's character from the show uh Michael Kelso was kind of patterned somewhat after uh Spicoli? Uh, never thought of it like that, but you know what? I'll bet. Like certain, I mean, obviously they couldn't like they couldn't push the envelope that much on a um show that was on on, on a analog television. Right. But I, I like when I looked at looking back, I'm like I never really put two and two together. But I'm like I see a little Spicoli in action, like a PG a PG a PG version. Yeah. Of uh, what Spicoli was doing back in the day. Yeah, I'm sure. I'm sure, man. I guarantee that's where some of that came from. So. All right, let's get this going here. Finish this up real quick. Relax, all right? My old man is a television repairman. Got this ultimate set of tools. I can fix it. <laughs> yes. <laughs> I can fix it. <laughs> I can fix it. Now, do they fix yes. it? How do they fix it? How can they fix a wrecked Trans Am? Well, luckily there's a football game the next day against their rival Assassin's Lincoln. 
So yeah, and Forrest Whitaker, like he was doing some hot spots in that fucking game. Oh, dude, yeah, that was great. <laughs> we got, we got, we got, we we can't. I can't let you go past that scene. We can't gloss over oh, that. Oh, we won't. One. It's coming up in a minute. Um, you know, fucking boss was Whitaker in this scene. Uh, yeah, yeah, dude, Forrest Whitaker. You know, he does. That's a bad. I don't give a fuck. You know, I I, I made the crack earlier mm-hmm. about the uh, lazy eye, but Forrest Whitaker. You know, all jokes aside, is a damn good actor, and he was a man in this fucking movie. He didn't say a whole lot. But when he was on camera, you got he kind of like you got like a vibe that he was going to do some big things. He had like a oh, certain man. presence. I mean, think about some of the fucking movies he's done. I mean, uh, you know, since this, I mean, Jesus Christ, if we, oh my God, if I pull him up, yeah, I mean, yeah, I mean, did you ever see a uh, bird? Mm-hmm. Yep, he was in that pressing fucking movie, but a good. He movie. He was in the <laughs> color of money. He had a he had a part in that where he hustled um, Paul Newman. Uh, he was in The Crying Game. Oh, (laughs) The Crying, we might have, The Crying Game. do not even say what I think you're about to say. We gotta do that one. No, we don't need to do that one. Oh boy, come on, it's like, it's not that bad. I mean, just cause they call it The Crying Game don't mean it was that bad. (laughs) You won't cry by the end of it, I promise. Yeah, right. Yeah, sure. Um, yeah, he did phone booth. I actually like. Oh, yeah, that that look. I don't give a fuck. I mean, it's one of those. That's one of those movies that don't get talked about a lot. But that's pretty. That was pretty underrated. I like that movie, and I, and I like it was a different concept. Yeah, yeah I like that movie. Uh, I really do. Now he did a Criminal Minds. Um, he did one of the Criminal Minds shows. See, I'm not. I'm not really. You would actually have to fill me in on that one because I'm never. I never really was a Criminal Minds guy. Well, he did. I mean, he did. Uh, you know, he did Phenomenon with um, uh, John Travolta. Thank you, B Megs, in the chat. Crying Game was a good movie. You're right, sir. If you say so. <laughs> uh, Witness Protection TV movie that was yeah. actually a good TV movie. I remember seeing that. Panic Room I liked, and I, I I thought Phone Booth was really a good movie. That movie probably cost them nothing to make, and it didn't do that great. But come on, who gives a fuck, really? Uh, he was in The Shield for a while. Yeah. He, which I loved that show. He was uh, more the end. He was in the end of that show. You know. It, oh, fuck. How the fuck did we miss this one? He was in fucking, he was in Platoon. He was good in Morning Platoon. Vietnam. Yeah, Good Morning. I was just watching Good Morning Vietnam today. Wow. Yep. Yep. He was in a Criminal Minds suspect behavior. It went one season. I'm not sure why it only went one season, but I enjoyed the show. Uh, really, yeah. I, I'm you know me. I love my cop shows. I'm a fucking cop show mark. I hear you. So Let me see. what are you gonna do? He was in another movie I like. He was in Stakeout. Remember that yeah. one? Yeah, I do. Yeah, I do. Uh, uh, we're slowly coming up to the pool scene here. Yes, the pool scene. Mm, the pool. Mm, scene. Yeah, it, it's like you know. I, some things it's like this is where I wish we kind of had like video where we can like share this with the people because it's certain things that verbally you really can't you know seeing it does more than anything we can actually say about it now right. seeing it kind of like tells the story more than we can mm-hmm. like you know describe it oh yeah yeah especially this it's like like we're, no words can't do that the pool scene justice now we'll go ahead and I mean I'll I'll play a little music from the scene and stuff like that when we get to it. But I do want to give one small fact about the scene, and we'll go ahead and tell you the scene. Uh, it's when Judge Reinhold comes home, 
He sees Phoebe Cates' character in this movie, who um, is uh, Linda, Linda Barrett, and kind of gets a little horned up, goes into the bathroom, and starts jerking it. A little trivia. For this masturbation scene, Judge Reinhold brought a large dildo to work uh, without telling the rest of the cats, the cast, sorry, uh, the look on Phoebe Kate's face is real. Ah. She did not know there was going to be a giant dildo in that scene. So, and the scene we're talking about basically is he's having a dream about Phoebe Kate's coming out of the water, topless, and just you know starting to make out with them. Uh, what a great scene! Like I said, she is gorgeous. For a lot of people, this was like one of the rewind scenes, uh, if you know what I mean. Damn, Box, we need to we need to start reaching out, you know, to some like some of these old time people. Like you know, she, like I said, nowadays being you know, I think she uh, somebody posted in the chat. It might have been Weebs. I think she's fifty three now. Hey, we need to start reaching out. Hey, did she, I mean Phoebe, you know these people aren't you know. They're still in stars to us. We look at them as stars, but, you know, they haven't really been in the spotlight. Yeah. So, yeah, we need to get a campaign going. Like, hey, come and talk. <laughs> Let's see here. About these things. Oh, yeah. <laughs> as I sneeze. And, no, seriously, like, we live some old times, and, hey, yeah. let's see what happens. I would love to get her on the show. Yes. So, Phoebe Kate, so, like, anybody that's listening right bro, now within the sound of my bro, voice. we get her on Skype. With your support. Bro, bro, we, we get tell yeah. her about the show. We get her on Skype, bro. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Video interviews or talk something like, hey, uh oh, commentary. You know how cute I always thought. You Here's the dream. That's the rock out. Yeah. Oh, she's walking. She grabs the middle of the top right here. Boom! Oh, yes. Phoebe Cates boobies. And Judge Reinhold is jerking his dildo. Yeah. But uh, that's pretty yeah. funny, man. Yeah. It says the look of horror and disgust is very real on Phoebe Cates' face. Yes. But, I mean, honestly, man. That's what, honestly, you don't hear about that too much anymore where you have those guys that really kind of like. Appreciation for the art form. They go they go that extra mile for that believability. Mm-hmm. And I and honestly that that's one of those if that's true, you know, obviously it is. Yeah. But that that's what made the scene. Yep. Yeah, she walks in on him and of course he says Doesn't anybody fucking knock anymore? <laughs> Uh, and now we're coming up, uh, once again, we go to another scene now. This is where Mike Damone, of course, Mike Damone, is uh, kind of impressing little Stacy over there. You know, she's starting to put little things about how she, you know, misses Stacy Damone and, you know, s- stuff like that. So Stacy's getting hot. Basically, she turned into a little slut in this movie. <laughs> Yeah, hey, 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 look, hey, look. Shout out to the little sluts out God. there. Because I, I'm just saying, like, hey, you need little sluts to kind of, like, keep you, you know, keep your blood pressure down and make you feel like a man every now and then. Oh, my <laughs> God, dude. Now, we forgot to mention one other person in this movie, another 
underrated guy who still does movies today. Uh, his name is Taylor Negron. Those of you who are like, who the hell is that guy? Go and watch The Last Boy Scout with Bruce Willis and Damon Wayans. He is the bad guy in that movie. I forget the name of the uh, his character, but he is the one of the... Oh, yeah, I got to look it up. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, go ahead and look that up. He is the villain. Actually, I can look it up. I got Taylor. I got his name right here. Um, he's just a guy from California that uh, is just, you know, he's in a bunch of little parts and a bunch of little movies, but everyone, you know, knows who he is. He was also in Biodome, that I do know. Uh, and he's been in a bunch of little, you know, like I said, just a few little movies. But he was in The Last Boy Scout as Milo. Milo was his name. Yeah, my, mm -hmm. yeah. Yeah, yeah. And I know he was in Biodome. He was Pauly Shore's mother's boyfriend or something like that. But, uh, yeah, he did a bunch of those Pauly Shore movies in Surf School and Pauly Shore is Dead. And he's a friend of Pauly Shore's, obviously. He's uh, – my brother-in-law actually knows Taylor – he actually has his number in his phone, believe it or not. So, you know, he's yeah, – but he's a cool – Sadly, yeah. he passed away in 2015. Yeah. Oh, yeah, damn. Oh, he did? Shit. Yeah, Taylor, uh, yeah, Brad, Steven, Taylor, Negron. I did not August, know that. August 1st, 57 to July 10th, 19, I mean, sorry, 2015. Wow, I didn't even know that. Damn, that, and he was only 57, too. My gosh. Yeah, yeah, but he was also in this part as just a pizza delivery guy who delivers a pizza to Mr. Hands class. So, <laughs> you know, to, to, of course, Bacoli. Yeah. So... But, uh, you know, right after that pizza scene, once again, there goes, uh, you know, Stacy banging away again. Now, another great line by Damone in this is the iced tea line. Uh, <laughs> oh, where... I'm not gonna... Let's not spoil it. Let's let the people hear it. <laughs> I used to say this all the time. My friends would be like, what are you talking about? I'm like... This is some great iced tea. All right. <laughs> it's coming up in a second. Hold on here. Here it comes. Come on. This is great iced tea. <laughs> this is great iced tea. He hadn't even taken a sip yet. So, well, he ends up in the pool house banging her. Yes. <sighs> yep, yep. You get more Jennifer Jason Lee booby in this part and yes. uh, bangs her. And a little while later, now, he also is a uh, quick worker in this part. He, uh, he gets his shit in fast here. Um, yeah. This whole part, you know, where he's doing her lasts maybe... 25 seconds. 25 seconds longer than CM Punk. Yeah. Yeah. Oh. oh, there you go. Here you go. Oh. There you go. Uh, <laughs> no, seriously. I mean, yeah. Yep. Yep. Now, uh, you know, a little bit after that, Stacy finds out she is pregnant. Yeah. Ain't that, that, ain't that some shit? Yep. 
Look, real come. <laughs> you was only in there for like I'd be like, look, Doc, I was only in there for thirty seconds. It baby can't be mine. Well, I would, I would honestly. That's the, like you know that at that point in time, even if I gotta bury myself, I'd be like, Doc, it can't be mine. I, I thirty seconds, I was in and out like a robbery. I was, I was in and out. Yeah, exactly. It can't be mine. <laughs> Hit it and quit it and fucking run. <laughs> yeah. But uh, yeah, I mean, you know, he kind of pretends to be this big ladies man, and obviously. You know, he's not. Um, You know, day comes where, you know, she asks, obviously, to get an abortion. This is a coming-of-age movie. You know, a lot of these little situations have happened to people all over the place in every little town, little city, big town, big city, somewhere, everywhere. Yeah, and that's why, like, you know, like I said, you know, the movie, like, in terms of, like, the lingo, the way they dress, where they talk, music... Those things, a hey, those things don't necessarily. You had it's like one of those you had to be that type of moments. Mm-hmm. But the central theme, you know, as I pointed out in the chat before we went live, is that's what kind of lives on. Like people like whether it's Porky's, whether it's uh, Fast Times, whether it's like American Pie, people can relate to the general themes that happen to these characters in the movie. Everybody goes to high school. Mm-hmm. Everybody hangs out with their buddies. Everybody had you know tries to get laid. I hope. I mean, like, they, they, I mean, come on, like, hot, that's what high school is, hanging out, getting fucked up, trying to get laid with your buddies on a Friday night. You know <laughs> Who what? Who can't relate to that? You know what? High school, I mean, this movie shows you, and what is, look, high school is tough for everybody. Not just yes. you, not just me. Look, high school wasn't that, I mean, look, I had a lot of good times in high school, but there were a few that wasn't. I partied a lot. But I was always the little skinny kind of kid, so I also got messed with a lot. So, you know, but it it happened. Oh, wow. Uh, Weebs, thank you. He's dropping some more knowledge in the chat here. Let me see. In the DVD commentary, director Heckerling tells of how Cates was initially reluctant to carry out her character's poolside topless scene at the house in West Hills because she thought the neighbors might be spying on the set from the surrounding rooftops. Well, I'm here to tell you, Miss Case, yes, I would have been one of those neighbors. <laughs> I'm here to tell you fucking millions of people have seen those boobies. So don't worry about it. I mean, let's be honest. I mean, it's like, eh, it is what it is. You're famous. You have, like, a pair of the most famous tits in America. Hmm. Everybody has tits, but not everybody's tits are famous. Here you go. Message. Yeah, here you go. Nicholas Cage actually taunted the rest of the cast by bragging about his uncle, Francis Coppola. Uh, He told all the other young actors that he would be famous faster than any of them because he had the connections. After a few weeks of this, the cast started to strike back at Nicholas by doing imitations of Robert Duvall in Apocalypse Now, which finally got Cage to stop bragging about his famous family. So, you know... Wow! Well, how much is how much of a mind fuck is that? Mm. Nicholas Cage related to fucking Francis Ford Coppola. He is, look. There's a lot of Coppolas out there that do not use that name. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And, and, and look to be to be fair, uh, he changed his last name to the more famous and accepted uh, Nicholas Cage, and he went on to have a fucking hell of a career for himself. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. Not so much in recent times, but overall, Nicholas Cage is a good actor, and he'll be remembered. Wow. 
Let's see. Mike Damone's nude scene with Stacy that was filmed and never used was stated by the show. Natural vulnerability by the two between young teenagers. The intent was to show each other, each of them undressing and then show them standing before each other fully naked, full frontal, vulnerable, and nervous. The scene was pulled due to an impending X rating and has never been released. Now, think about this. This movie was released in 1982. Now, obviously, there were still you still had the PC police around back then. Mm-hmm. And, and, but like you said, like, it, it's amazing to think that nowadays that scene got pulled for an X rating. Nowadays, I don't necessarily think the scene will be pulled, mm-hmm. but it would just, it would be open to criticism. It would be pulled more or less because of the public outcry and the bitching and the moaning it would get on Facebook and Twitter and the fucking soccer moms, you know, you're corrupting little Johnny's, like, you know, fuck you. Yeah. Yeah, exactly, man. It will, so yeah, it, it would get pulled today, but for different reasons, just because people are, like, too afraid of the fucking PC police. <laughs> wow, I didn't know uh, Jennifer Jason Lee's father was Vic Morrow. <clears throat> old, old actor from the 70s, 80s, I mean, did tons of movies. Uh, n- not TV movies, TV series, uh, he was kind of a um, kind of a cameo actor. Now, now, Bob, this kind of just popped in my mm-hmm. head. Now you're a little older than me. Thank you. And I, and, I, and this is like going to be a serious question here. Okay. Uh, you brought up the scene. You brought up you know how this is a titty movie, and like nowadays a lot of a lot of the scenes in this movie wouldn't fly today just for obvious mm-hmm. reasons. Now you came. You were born in the seventies. I was born dec- like a decade and a half, okay. <laughs> maybe a decade. I won't give you the half. Okay, I'm old. Maybe, we get decade. it. We get it. I'm old. Go ahead. <laughs> maybe a I'll give a decade. <laughs> five, like four or five years. No, but anyway, <sighs> did you ever see? The, you ever saw a movie Claudine? And I promise, folks, we're gonna get back to fast time. This ain't gonna be long. I don't think I have. But you know who Diane Carroll is, mm-hmm. obviously, uh, James Earl Jones. And I bring that up because this movie was rated like it was rated PG, right? And even like even in, in the seventies, like, it was still like kind of they were kind of like fast and loose with the ratings. So even if a movie was rated PG in the seventies, you still would get like nudity. You would still see tits. You would still see you know maybe not, you wouldn't see like a dick or a badge or anything no, like no, that. No. But where, where do you think like the the, the shift came from? Because in this, it's like in the seventies, you get a PG movie and you see tits. If you ever see that movie, you'll get what I'm talking about when I say that. But then it's like, just a few short years later, because that came out in 74. Uh, Fast Times came out in 82, and that got an R rating, and you see tits all over the place. So at what point do you think that that shit started to ha- happen where everything became like so PC, and tits are bad, and this is bad, and you can't say that? And At what point do you think that shit started to happen? Like, cause you had like even in the seventies, even the television shows, whether it was All in the Family, mm-hmm. The Jeffersons, Good Times, these were shows that were not afraid to go there, black, white, whatever. It wasn't afraid to kind of lay it all out there. But it just seems by the it just seemed like by the time like the eighties hit, by the time Reagan got in office, just shit just changed. Mm-hmm. So what do you think? Where do you, where do you think that shit happened? You really. I... If you had to put, like, a a finger on it. If I had to put a finger on it, honestly, it took, uh, it started off a little bit in the 90s, but I think it really got 
really got a lot tighter and I know everyone's going to be like no 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 you're wrong you're wrong and I you know that, that, that that's fine but I think it was uh Janet Jackson's nipple gate in uh two, oh. 2004 on the halftime show I really think for some reason Janet Jackson showed a nipple and everybody lost their fucking mind Probably virgins, but continue. Well, look, it, it, in, it even right here on, on Wiki, it says, The increased regulation of broadcasting raised concerns regarding censorship and free speech in the United States. Uh, the FCC increased uh, fines on the indecency violations from 27500 to, th- $27, to $325,000 shortly after the event. Uh, you know, so, I mean, look. So, 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 I mean, just to put this in perspective, so Janet Jackson's nipple, which is, I mean, Janet Jackson's still fine. I don't give a fuck what nobody right, said. Right, right, right. But she still look fine. Mm-hmm. But uh, so you're telling me, and I'm not talking to you. I'm just saying in general, her titty is bad. But ten year, almost ten years earlier, Dennis Fry, I know you're a NYPD Blue mm-hmm. guy. You can see his ass on ABC on NYPD Blue. Yeah, well, his ass, full front. I mean, that's a fairly famous well, they, scene. They never went full front. They always... Not full front, but you saw, look, we, we saw more Dennis Fries than we need to we see. We saw Dennis, and we saw fucking David Caruso's ass in season one, which, uh, yeah, middle, like like it, ten episodes into season one, we got to see his ass, which, again, we did not need to see. But, yeah, but, I mean, that was, again, time of night, and what kind of show? You got to remember, this is one of the this is the biggest game of the year for football, you know. Yeah. But literally, I mean, this is what happened. Media went nuts. FCC started like totally locking down. Now, remember the FCC, and, and this was indecency. I remember like the next week, radio stations were starting to cut lyrics out of songs they had played before you know classic rock songs that say you know have a shit in there that are barely even noticeable because you know classic rock they're kind of so you know it's just but it it really did affect here i'm gonna go to here censorship and regulation of i mean that even right here one of the headers under the if you actually go to the Janet Jackson incident on Wiki, Super Bowl, whatever it was, halftime show, controversy, there's a thing that says aftermath and effects, censorship and regulation of broadcasting. It doesn't say just sports broadcasting, all broadcasting. Soap Opera Central speculated the fallout from this incident may have had a subtle effect on even daytime television as soap operas like World As the World Turns and Guiding Light went as far, it, it even says that at the time they were using rear male nudity scenes. Yeah. And they weren't. And it's like weird. Like, look, I'm not, you know, I'm, I've never been a big soap opera guy. I mean, I've caught them in passing over the mm-hmm. years, but even before the Janet Jackson, these, uh, anybody that's, I guess, you know, is a homebody knows that these come on like in the afternoons, like 12, 1 o'clock. Mm-hmm. And they will get into some pretty uh, salacious stuff in terms of like sex and this that at twelve one o'clock when theoretically a kid could be home. Yep. 
theoretically, I mean, should be in school, but you know, they might have an off day, snow day or something. And they were showing like some, not, like I said, not nothing hardcore, but scenes that were borderline questionable. But like you said, once the Janet Jackson thing happened, it swiped a lot of shit out, which once again, I'm not, look, all things considered, I might have kids one day, Box, you got kids presently. Mm -hmm. It's certain things that I agree that shouldn't be exposed to kids, but at the same time, where does it end? I don't know. Where, where, where does it end in terms of like censorship? And I think sometimes we go overboard in terms of, oh, you can't say ass. Oh yeah, oh yeah. But you can you can show some. You can't say. I put it to you like this: you can't show a titty on on over the air television, but you can show somebody getting their uh, uh, brains blown yep. out. Oh, and or you or simulated violence. By the way, another thing to prove my point: uh, a guiding light edited out the nudity shortly after from an episode that had already been taped. Uh, a week lo- later, they actually fired one of their producers, replaced it with another person. Um, Clear Channel Communications, owner of many popular radio stations and affiliated with Super Bowl broadcaster CBS, censored or removed many songs from the radio following the event, including backlisting Janet Jackson from receiving airplay. Of course, they just, you know, basically in wrestling terms, they were starving her out. Because uh, at that time, you did get money for radio play. Uh, ed- they began dropping or editing dozens of songs, including the Who's Who Are You. At one point, they do say the words, Who the Fuck Are You? Lou Reed's Walk on the Wild Side. I believe he uses a shit in there. Pearl Jam's Jeremy. John Mellencamp's Jack and Diane. So, you know what? I hate to toot my own horn here, Jack, but toot, toot, goddammit, I am right. Because they, yes. again, raised the fine on these people. The FCC raised the fine from 27500 to 500000 per violation for them. Um, so Case in point, yeah. it, took, it, it, may have took over th- it may have took over 30 years, mm-hmm. but the FCC, in my opinion, at least finally successfully cut the balls off of Howard Stern. Like, I mean, to a point. I remember listening. At that time, I was still a Howard Stern fan. I listened to Howard all the fucking time. Uh, He definitely talked about it. Still pushed a little bit, but yeah, he did kind of clean it up a little bit, not do all the stuff he was doing. Um, That's also when they started taking away these prank calls for these people. They weren't allowed to do prank calls you could get in trouble for them, all this stuff. Yeah. But, you know, goddamn, who knew Janet Jackson's titty actually did that? Who knew titties were? I mean, look, to listen to some people, you would think titties were the, like the worst, were the worst of God's creation. Mm-hmm. I love titties. I'm a, I'm a, I love the areolas, but um, it, it's just, it, I don't know, man. It's just Oobies. the it's just a it's just a damn shame that you know we're at a point now where everything is overregulated. That's why, like you know, it's it's an overused term, but the pussification of America is real. It is real, and that's kind of like why we're in the state we're in. You know, you get on people are oversensitive. You know, you type one thing, blah blah blah. Like I said back in the like box, you know, you came up like me, similar in terms of like you know you would bust bust balls with your friends. Hey fag, hey this, hey that. And you don't mean any type of offense to it, but now, fucking, like, if you say the word, if you call somebody a fag, you gotta go through, like, eight weeks of sensitivity training. Yeah, yeah, you'll be on, you know, writing fucking, you know, 
apology letters to everybody and, you know, having to make recordings and Skype videos and, yeah, grow the fuck up. Yeah, this Kirk Patrick, I'm thinking about it. He didn't want to fucking stand up for the uh, national anthem and now he's getting raked over the coals. Right. And, you know, B-Megs would like to ask us, do we think Mortal Kombat influenced not only video games but all media? Yes, uh, especially when the newscasters were dressing up as Scorpion and Sub-Zero and fighting in the middle of the fucking streets. It was amazing. You're right. Hey, for the record, <laughs> Mortal Kombat, the original Mortal Kombat, the video Loved game, it. was the shit. I'll, you put that in a fucking arcade, and I will fucking drop 20 bucks at quarters in that game. <laughs> oh, yes. That, that, that game is still a shit. <laughs> Uh, oh, the fatalities too. Oh yeah, that, remember those? That and Tekken. <laughs> yeah. Oh, another one. You know, I know we, we're gonna get back to the movie, but this is what we do. We side. Yeah, I paused it. But Fox, did you ever play? Uh, did you ever play the? Uh, what was that game? Area Fifty One with the aliens. Remember that yeah, one? Yeah, 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 yeah. Dude, I played a ton of games back in the day. I should start. I got so many games. I just, I got a seven-year-old dude. I can't sit there and play Grand Theft Auto Five. But uh, back in, I guess since we on it, what was your uh, system of choice back in the day? Uh, PS2 was a big one for me. I had a modded PS2, so I could just burn the games. Uh, did you? Now, did you ever do like Genesis Dreamcast? Never had a Dreamcast. Never had a, any of that. I literally stuck with my PS2 for a long time. I had my PS2 until I moved here. Man, before that, though, but you had, like, a Nintendo, right? I had a Super Nintendo, Nintendo, regular Nintendo. Never had the N64. I, uh, my next move up from the regular Nintendo was uh, PlayStation 1. Yeah, because I, I was weird, because it's like, I had the Nintendo. Mm-hmm. I never had the Super Nintendo, Mm-mm. which, in hindsight, I wish I did, because it was some badass games yeah. in there. But I, I literally graduated from Nintendo to Sega, like Sega Genesis, mm-hmm. and I had, like, a Game Gear. I, was, I skipped, like, the Game Boy era. But I just went to Genesis. I never had a Dreamcast. No. no. And then I graduated. Then from there, I went to play from Genesis. I went to uh, PlayStation. Yeah. Yeah. I had a, I had a modded PlayStation 1. Both of mine were modded. I could play burnt games on both of them. Matter of fact, I have three modded PlayStation 2s in my garage. Yeah. yeah. I got to get back in the game, actually, because the, the last system I had was a PS2. Mm-hmm. Yeah, if the price, if the price kind of comes within reason, at one at one point I might I'm gonna try to get like a PS4. Yeah, I actually used to fix them for people. I literally I had an O scope, and I would if your PlayStation didn't work, I could fix your laser. I could uh, I could mod it. I could you know solder in a mod chip, whatever you wanted me to do. I would even I bought twenty mod chips for like ten bucks. And I was selling the mod chips for fifty bucks a piece with installation. Nice. So it was pretty good, hey, yeah. <laughs> dude. Yep. Oh, yeah. This is why Box, you are the undisputed king of production here at THC Studios. Dude, that was fucking weed money, bro. No, I, <laughs> I ain't. I ain't getting rid of those PS twos yet, man. My son just started playing one a couple weeks ago. B Meg, sorry, man. But they're all modded. One has a swap disc. Uh, and two, I actually soldered chips onto the uh, onto the chip. Yeah. So. Well, yeah, box was. Well, hey, look. If any, if anything, the gaming community has grown. Mm. The gaming community has grown by leaps and bounds. A lot of gamers out there. So, 
I actually found yeah, that, yeah, I would say keep that skill up because people still buy game systems. Oh yeah, yeah. I actually found a I hate to say torrent, but a long time ago I found a torrent for an an em, uh, emulator for like every PS2 game ever made and every Nintendo game ever made. Wow! So I have like every fucking one of them. <laughs> yeah, Jew. Yeah, weebs being Jewish. Must be nice. It, it was. It was. Back, back when you could actually make money without, you know, people getting mad. Now everyone gets fucking mad about everything. But, yeah, I oh, used to fix that. people's PS2s and PlayStation 1s, and I would mod both of them. Yeah, that kind of, like, as a buddy of mine, like, he actually, um, man, did you bring it up? Um, he had like he had like uh some simulated uh game modules on his uh computer like those old like remember uh the turtle game the Ninja Turtle game like I I used to kill that game at the arcade that and the Simpsons mm-hmm. damn I missed that Simpsons video game boy that was the original one from like the nineties mm-hmm. I I I spent a small fortune on that and the turtle <laughs> I really well, did let's see I might have that NES on here. And uh fuck and I'm, I'm I'm dating I'm starting to date myself here, but remember Double Dragon? Oh, one of my do you know how much money I spent on that game in the arcade? I actually saved a bundle because you know like most kids scared of the dentist. Yeah. Well I was not scared of the dentist for one reason. He, when I was a kid, like whenever I I couldn't wait to go to the dentist because he had the game set up to where you didn't have to pay for him. Mm. And he had Double Dragon. I forgot the other one because Double Dragon was the one I played the right. most. I played that all the time. I was I could spend hours on that game, boy. I was woo. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. And then I eventually got it and played it. I I remember spending so much time playing Mike Tyson's Punch Out and yeah, yeah. Double Dragon and. I may be a number or two off, but I believe the code to Mike Tyson is zero zero seven three seven three eight seven six three. That's how much I played Mike Tyson's Punch Out. That is embedded in my brain. The wow. yep, that is the code to get directly to Tyson. I think it is. I, I'd probably have to look it up. Let me see if I got it right. Let's see, Mike Tyson Punch Out. Uh, Tyson code. Let's see here. What did I say? Zero zero seven three seven three eight seven six three. Computer's loading. Let's see. Nope, oh, I was a little wrong. Zero zero seven three seven three five nine six three. So I switched the eight seven with five five nine six three. There you go. I was close. But yeah. That's pretty scary. That's pretty scary. And there is two Tyson codes, uh, as B-Meg says here. But yeah, I remember spending... But Double Dragon, I remember spending a shitload of time playing. Uh, especially in the arcade. My aunt, at the time, um, was working in an arcade. So, my parents would go to work. And she would have to go to work. And I would go with her during the summer she would hand me just a handful of tokens and I would go play for the day. Nice. That's a good mom right there. Yep. I'm sorry, good aunt. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Back in the day, man. Back in yeah, the day. 
So yes. I, I guess we should get back to Fast Times at Ridgemont High real quick. Not much left of the movie, yeah. actually. Not much left, but uh, yeah, let's get let's we will then we'll, knock that bitch out real yeah, quick, then we'll, and then just get back to the random shit. Yeah, <laughs> then we'll bullshit a little more about the movie. Um, right now we're at the part. Uh, I'm at the part where Mark finds out. Mark Ratner, the little skinny nerd, finds out that Mike Damone banged the girl he was trying to get with. Uh, meanwhile, we all know he ain't getting with her. Uh, <laughs> hey, look, we all we, we look, we look. The saying is true then; it's true now. It'll be true forever. Mm-hmm. Like that old, like the signature to the WWE Open. Then now, forever. Ain't no fun if the homies can't have none. <laughs> Bros before hoes, bro. Bros before hoes. Hey, yeah. So you never put it. You know, we talked about Tupac last week. You never put a bitch before your friend. There you go. Uh, never put a bitch before your friend. Yeah, yeah. And these two uh, actually end up almost fighting, and it's the most awkward looking fight. They look like it's 1940s, yes. and they're putting up their dukes. And uh, yes, <laughs> nowadays somebody will pull out a gun and it'd be bullying. But it, this is another staple of like these teen movies, mm-hmm. you know. The nerdy guy that's always getting his ass whooped, and he finally say, you know what, enough is enough, and he stands up for himself, and he has that, like, coming to age, he has that moment where he just, like, that revenge of the nerds moment where it's like, fuck you, I'm not gonna take your shit anymore. Yeah, yeah, exactly. That's basically what this was, Like, but, like, it was still awkward as fuck, because even though he was getting pissed off, you knew if this were a legit situation, he would've got his ass handed to him. Yeah, exactly. Um, just skip a little, yeah. Definitely would have. Now, skip a little forward in this movie, you know, all right, we, you know, they go through exams, they're taking tests, everybody's cheating. Um, and Spicoli has been in Mr. Han's class, and they're about to go to the school dance, and Mr. Hand comes into his room and decides to take up some of Spicoli's time, because Spicoli has wasted Eight hours of Mr. Hand's time. <laughs> yes. But, you know, basically, you know, he teaches them, and again, the teacher becomes cool with them. It's kind of a uh, kind of a Van Wilder type thing where if you, you know, you in Van Wilder, um, Paul Gleason eventually comes up to Van and goes, I knew you could do it. I always saw the potential in you even when you didn't. So it was kind of, you know, a feel-good moment. And... Uh, you know, they go to the dance, everyone starts making up, everything's all good. Uh, you know? But then, you know, everything starts getting all good, and really, that's the end of the movie. It starts kind of tying up. Uh, you yeah. know, uh, Stacy decides she doesn't just want sex anymore, she wants relationship and love. Uh, fuck that. Fuck all no, that. No, 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 no. Yeah. Everybody wants that. Um, and Judge Reinhold ends up uh, working at a convenience store because he's been looking for a good job since he got fired from his job, which was a scene we probably oh, should have mentioned. Yeah, yeah. But um, look, we just mentioned it. But uh, yeah, Judge Reinhold, uh, this is one of those movies where it does tell you what happens to everyone at the end of the movie. So why don't I read those for you real quick? Yes. Give me one second here. Oh, uh, yeah, while you're bringing those... Yeah, go ahead. Real quick, go ahead. Up, um, no, uh, J- Judge Reinhold. Mm-hmm. Motherfucking badass in this movie. Like... Dude. Because it... Motherfucking badass. And it's like, it's such a contrast from, like, the nerdy guy he played in Beverly Hills Cop movies. 
just like it just like just like it's like a mind fuck like i said to to see how like versatile it could be in terms of like he's a cool guy in in uh, fast times he's a nerd in beverly hills cop and uh well in the second one he, vice was, versa. he was a little cooler in beverly hills cop too so all right here we go judge reinhold played uh brad hamilton made manager of mighty mart on june 12th for stopping a robbery very nice way to go brad hamilton um <laughs> so there we go mike damone ended up uh busted for scalping ozzy osbourne tickets now working at a 7-eleven obviously not but th in the movie he is uh let's see who else we got here going to the next one uh mr vargas who we mentioned uh switched back to coffee because in the beginning of the movie he said have a heart i switched to sanka today so, and Senka back then was like a real nasty coffee, like freeze-dried. Linda, played by Phoebe Cates, attended college in Riverside, now living with her abnormal psych professor. Uh, uh, let's see, we're going to get to Stacy, I think, next. Yes, Stacy and Mark Ratner are having a passionate love affair. Yeah. But still have not gone all the way. <laughs> wow. So, you and know, Mr. Hand, you know that's, the, that's pretty much the movie yep. here. Uh, and, of course, Mr. Hand is pretty much convinced everyone's on dope because one of the greatest lines in that movie from him is... What are you people? On dope? <laughs> yeah. Uh, yeah, we The are. 1980s was the... Uh... <laughs> yep. The crack academic. <laughs> yep, and of course, Jeff Spicoli uh, saved Brooke Shields from drowning, blows reward money hiring, hiring Van Halen to play his birthday party. <laughs> so, and I think that might be it. Yeah, I mean, I guess like, and and I guess hindsight is always twenty twenty. Mm -hmm. do, you, do you think uh, they should have made a sequel, or you, or do you think this was better as a standalone movie? No. No, they, no, I am so glad they never, this is kind of, you could relate this to the same reason Ferris Bueller never got a sequel. What are you going to do? Are they still going to be in high school? Yeah, it's kind of tough to do. You know, unless you, you know, give Judge Reinhold a job and, you know, it, sequels weren't huge Back then, people just made movies. Sequels became big after this. This movie never needed a sequel. Never, never remake this movie. This movie's perfect. Yep. Good. Yeah, definitely, definitely. You feel about this movie the same way I feel about Goodfellas. Absolutely. If they ever try to remake that shit, I swear, Hollywood going to have... Whatever happens, Hollywood had it coming. Yeah. Absolutely. <laughs> that, that, I mean, it's just, I mean look, you know, I, you know, I joke. But it's just certain movies, but they, they, they don't need to be touched. <laughs> uh, that, that you just kind of like, you know, the same way they kind of like put them in like for preservation. They put them in like these societies, like to pres preserve them for future generations and to remake them and to restore them for all of these upteenth releases and all that kind of mm -hmm. stuff. Okay. They should do the same thing when it comes to concepts and sequels because it's like the stars align. Mm -hmm. You get the perfect characters. It's just like, look. Well, you can't picture anybody but Judge Reinhold or Sean Penn or Phoebe Cates playing those characters. Right. You can't come back 30, 40 years down the line and go, 
oh, who's the hot new dude? You know, who's the hot young thing out there that we can put in a Phoebe Cates role? It, it, it just won't work. It's not the same dynamic. It's not the same. They're not going to bring the same nuances to the role. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like, Eddie Murphy is Axel Foley. You couldn't you couldn't throw a James Earl Jones in that role and get the same type of movie. Like, see, I mean, I'm not trying to be a dick here. Like, you know, Al Pacino's a good actor, but I don't think he could have did what De Niro did in Goodfellas. You know what I mean? It's like it, it would have changed the dynamic of the movie. Mm-hmm. Yeah, definitely. Now, you mentioned some actors. Some actors who auditioned for roles were, yo, you ready for this? Ralph Shoot. Macchio. Matthew Broderick. Motherfucker. Right, whoa, whoa, whoa. We got to stop. Ralph, Karate Kid, karate, Ralph yep. Macchio. Okay, here. Wax on, wax yes. off, Ralph, Ralph Macchio. Ralph Macchio, Karate Kid, Matthew Broderick, Ferris Bueller, Meg Tilly, uh, Michelle Pfeiffer, Grease 2, and tons of movies after that, Lori Laughlin, Elizabeth Shue, Cocktail, Karate Kid, uh, Kelly Preston, Rosanna Arquette, Carrie Fisher of Star Wars fame, Ali Sheedy of the, you know, Breakfast Club and all the other movies, and D.B. Sweeney all tried out for some roles in this movie, obviously did not get in. Um, now, here's another interesting fact. You mentioned before Cameron Crowe had posed as a student. Uh, Cameron Crowe Crow wrote the screenplay based on his book, Cameron Crowe attended University of San Diego High School. He posed as a student at Claremont High School. The principal at the time was not thrilled with the idea, but when asked, uh, when he asked Crowe about some of the musicians he had met, he mentioned the name Chris Christofferson. The principal was a huge fan and agreed to let him on campus. Wow, yep. that is phenomenal. Uh, Tom... Uh, I'm sorry, uh... Weaves in the chat. Mm-hmm. Shout out to him once again for dropping knowledge. The film actually inspired a short-lived uh, 1986 television show series for a uh, television series, I should mm-hmm. say, for CBS called Fast Times. Right see here, Ray Walton and Vincent Chevalli reprise their roles respectively as Han and Vargas, the biology teacher. Other cast members were Courtney Thorne Smith, who's still a piece of ass, uh, as Stacy Wallace. Langham, credited as Wally Ward as Mark. Yeah. Claudia Wells, Back to the Future as Linda. Patrick Patrick Dempsey, damn. It, dude, it was as, horrible. Uh, Mike Mo- as Mike Damone? Yeah, it was horrible. I remember this. I watched one episode, never watched it again. How long was it on? A year? I think it might have only gone one, maybe two seasons. You could probably look it up. Wow, they, they got two years I think it, it wow. might have gone two, yeah. It was horrible. Absolutely. Let me guess. Yeah, like, yeah. Trying to take an R-rated movie and put it on TV typically doesn't work. Yeah. Now, speaking of some of the actors used, Tom Hanks was considered for the Judge Reinhold role of Brad. Ralph Macchio actually was asked to do a role, but demanded uh, a salary the director could not afford. Wow. Mm-hmm. My how the mighty have fallen. This movie only took five weeks to make yeah that's not and, I, and honestly you know it's a classic but if you kind of look at some of the dialogue in a movie it's like if it took longer than that i would have been shocked because it's not like it's it's not very heavy-handed and it's it's mm-hmm. not like a lot of meat to the movie in terms of like oh it, it, 
they had to go into deep thought and deep uh, concentration for months and months on end. Right, right. Now it's not one of those movies. Right, exactly. Now you had, you know, we've talked before about method actors uh, getting stuck in roles and you know things like that. Uh, during the shooting of this film, Sean Penn was so into the character that he would only answer to Spicoli. In fact, even had the plate on his dressing room door changed from Sean Penn to Spicoli. Wow. So he really got into this character enough to where they said he became crazy and even, like, shoved a, like, put out a cigarette with a fire extinguisher just to understand the character more. That is, oh, yes. Thank you, Weebs. Let me see. According to Weebs, uh, <laughs> number two on Entertainment Weekly's list of the 50 best high school movies is Fast Times at Richmond High. Mm. And number one, do you want to wager or get? Well, it's already in the chat, so you see it. <laughs> uh, the pre- the Breakfast Club. So that that actually does my heart proud right there, because Breakfast Club is one of my favorite movies of all time. Ah, there you go. Yeah. Ah, very nice. Let's see. I'm trying to see if there's any more little interesting facts over here on the IMDb about this movie. There really aren't. Nothing I really care to read. Uh, the guy who played, uh, even though they made the guy 26 years old who played Ron Johnson, that was with Jennifer Jason Lee. He was really only seven months older than her. Yeah. So no real teenagers were, in fact, harmed in the making of this movie. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so, Box. Oh, I mean, all jokes aside, what do you stand on that? Like, did like just the, just the implication that uh, that was that that was uh, implied in the movie. What do you kind of think of that? Do you think that's kind of crossing the line of decency or not? Well, I mean, yeah. I mean, if, I guess being a father now, I picture what if that was my daughter? Yeah, yeah. And I'm armed. I'd shoot them, you know, just, you know, I, I do picture that. I mean, you know, it is. and But, I mean, look, back then, Dirty Dancing oh. was a fucking pedophile movie. Yeah. She was only 17 at that time, and, you know, he was, I don't know how old he was made to be in that movie, but, yeah. Yeah, I mean, yeah. it's not right, but... Back then, it just didn't have the the stigma that it has now. I don't know why. I really can't tell you. I was pretty young back in those days, and just you know that that oh. didn't think of you know. I was very young, so. Oh, oh! By the way, since we're on this topic, and just based off some interesting conversation we had off air last week, shout out to a friend to the show in the chat room currently, Bobby Anthem. Who's a, who also is a father of, yes. <laughs> of some girls, so he can relate to this segment of the show right oh, now. Oh, <laughs> I'll bet he's going, you're goddamn right, it's wrong, motherfuckers. <laughs> <laughs> and he should be. He should be yelling right now. Yeah. Yeah, it's, it's, it's funny how, like, you know, as you get older, your perspective on certain things change. I mean, as it should. Mm-hmm. 
I mean, like I said, if, if you're if you're in your forties and you're still, you know, you know, your mindset is still the same as it was when you're eighteen, it's a problem with that. <laughs> if you if you forty if you forty two and you thinking like you was when you was eighteen, mm. it's pretty much yeah. You might want to crawl back into your mom and start over again because uh, some you messed up somewhere along the way in life. <laughs> well, maybe your mom did. You might not want to crawl back up there. But um, <laughs> <laughs> shit, that was wrong to say. Uh, oh, <laughs> wow. Um, yeah, I mean that was pretty much it. Like we've said a few times already, this was a coming of age movie. There are many like this. This movie was often imitated, never duplicated. Uh, you know, we got movies like, you know, you had said Can't Hardly Wait, but, you know, we got, you know, there's so many of these high school movies like this. Um, what's that one movie? Ten Things I Hate About You, Another Coming of that's, Age. That's another good movie. Look, though, yeah. I don't care what, look, I like that movie. I know it's I, a girl I, I, movie, I, I, it's definitely. a chick flick, but it's watchable. Yeah, I'm mean, I fucked. I mean, look, you know, it's this it's this stigma like, oh, this is a chick flick. To me, a good movie is a good movie, regardless of the demographic, a rom com or mm-hmm. a horror movie. Look, I, I can damn near watch anything. The only thing I'm I'm really not big on is horror. I've never really been a big horror guy. Right. Uh, you know, but generally speaking, I can watch damn near anything. Pretty much I can uh yeah, and I'm not a big horror person either. There are certain horror films that I really like, though. I like, you know, I'm more drawn to, like, psychological thrillers. Because, I mean, the over-the-top, you know, slicing and dicing somebody, mm-hmm. I mean, clearly is not real. Right. So, I, it's, like, it's like, I don't know, even as a kid, I never understood the concept of how people could be afraid of these movies. Because it's like, even though it's like a, a shocking visual, right. you know it's something that in reality wouldn't happen. Yeah. So what the yeah. fuck are you tripping about? Yeah. Now, nah, but you know, yeah, you're you're a hundred percent right. But back to what we were, t- you know, t- some of the movies that stemmed off of this. You can think of, uh, you know, we said ten things I hate about you. Can't hardly wait. Sixteen Candles was two years after this. American Pie, Pretty in yes. Pink, and you know, four years after oh, this. Uh, another one which was a parody uh, was a uh, not another team movie. Not another. I love, I love that, that movie. Fucking, I, I don't give a fuck what nobody says. I love mm-hmm. that fucking movie. Yeah, and you know, Dazed and Confused was a coming of age type of movie from back. You know, yeah, it was a little later, um, but still, that was one of those coming of age movies. Say anything with John Cusack. I, I honestly, I love that movie. Um, you could even throw in like uh, Napoleon Dynamite, Jawbreaker, Grease One and Two. Um, Better Off Dead. Holy shit. John Cusack in that movie, Better Off Dead, is a complete coming-of-age movie. We need to do that movie one night because there's a lot of interesting facts about that movie we could get into. Do you, do you know that movie I'm talking about? Better Off mm-hmm. Dead? Definitely. Oh, great. Do we... Oh, another... Yeah. Oh, yeah. Cause I, I, love, I love John Cusack. I um, do, too. He did another movie... Um. Go ahead, finish the thought. No, no, no. I, I was just it. saying. I mean, there's only a few more that I can even think of off the top of my head. Um, man, you kind of stumped me there. What was I thinking of there? Oh, uh, look, Risky Business. The year after this came out, another kind of coming of age, high schoolish movie. Yeah. Uh, what can I think of? Varsity Blues. 
Yeah. Definite high school movie. And, you know, Porky's, uh, The Wanderers. One of uh, another one of my favorite movies. I don't care. The Wanderers, Wanderers is... is one of my favorite. And I've said before that song in there is a guy named Dion. I went to school with his daughter, August Demucci. Ah, nice. Yeah, I went to high school with her. She was the coolest chick. She'd be at every party. Oh yeah, she had she had juice. She had that juice. She was well, a, not that juice, but she had. Believe juice. it or not, she was kind of a goth chick. Mm-hmm. Oh, I, I bet that was that was that common back then. Oh, yeah. dude, when do you like that? That 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 is like the, it's like a cool thing to do, but it's like back then it's like so like things that were considered socially acceptable now are like you were like the weird. When kid do you think you... I went to the high school? The fucking fifties. <laughs> Let me stop fucking. It was with like nineteen ninety fucking two and three and four. What the fuck? <laughs> Let me let me stop for a box full out the guns for real. <laughs> How fucking old do you think I am, dude? Come on. Oh god. <laughs> no, 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 no. Yeah, there was a ton of those, but yeah, she was kind of uh, not like full, but uh, she was she wasn't like the total like I'm gonna eat your soul, but. uh Oh, because you know, no, seriously, all jokes aside, you know what, you know, when you brought that mm-hmm. up, you know what I was thinking of? Man, this is an obscure flick. Do you remember a movie from like the mid 90s called The Craft? Oh, fuck yeah. Shannon Doherty. That's what I was, when you brought that up, that's kind of like what I was thinking of. That's what I was that's going with. Another, with the, I thought I was. Oh, I do like that movie too. I'll, that's another one I, I do enjoy. I like that movie, The Craft. That's a great movie. Dude. I'm actually surprised. That's one of those movies that a lot of people forget about. We'll do that. I, I want to say it came out like 93, 94 uh, era. I think 94, 95 would be a safe bet on that one. Let me see. Give me two seconds here. The craft load up, motherfucker. My computer's slow tonight, man. Oh, and while you're looking that up, I, I found that movie with Cusack that I was talking wow, about. Wow, 96. Um, um, wow. Yeah, go ahead. Um, What was it? Um... It was Lisa Bonet was in it, I believe. Um, what was that? I just had it too. Thank you, said Lisa Bonet. And you know what? Uh, Weebs brings up another couple great movies about coming of age. And you know, you got to throw it in there. Boys in the Hood is another high school coming of age type movie. Uh, very good call. Ferris Bueller. Scream. Scream. Scream what? You dick. <laughs> All right, now don't just start putting shit in there, Weebs, and expect me to fucking read it, okay? <laughs> Urban cowboy, um, fucking. <laughs> Dickhead. Passenger fifty-seven. Uh, definite coming of age movie. So you, uh, so are you trying to imply that Weebs is trying to get himself over in the chat room? Oh, <laughs> never. I would never. But how how much random shit can I type and go, ooh, what can I get them to read off next? Uh, Probably more than you think. Uh, Let's see here. Not much more. Let's play a few. uh, You know, we were talking about quotes. God damn it, I'm echoing. Oh, I found it. Uh, Thank you. Thank you, Um, Google. Mm -hmm. Yeah, John, because this was killing me. Do you remember a movie called Gross Point Blank? Oh, yes. Dan Aykroyd, John Cusack, uh... Lisa Bonet was in it. Was she? I believe she was. No, she wasn't. 
Let me look it up. I, I, no. I swear she was in I it. They were in a movie together. Gross Point Blank. That's a that's on my DVR. Yeah, actually, yeah, shit. I I got that on DVD somewhere. We gotta review that. We movie. will one um, night. That's that that we we'll we'll definitely do that in a couple of weeks. I think now that we fucking said uh, better off dead, I might uh, might just knock that out for next week. Maybe. Let's see here. We've got that was not Lisa Bonet. Mini Driver. She is so weirdly sexy. Uh, yeah, because it's been a while since I just remember uh, they they was in a movie. It, uh, it'll come to me, but that that's a movie that I mm-hmm. like so freaking oh, much. Oh, Jeremy Piven, uh, he, he got to work with his mother in this movie. Fucking fucking Alan Arkin was in this. Alan show, Arkin fuck. was in this movie. Absolutely. Um, uh, talk about under fucking rated. Hank fucking Azaria was in this movie. If you don't know who Hank Azaria is, go. Fuck yourself. Do you know who? Yeah. Do you know who that is? Very well, sir. Yes. I know who he yes. is. He is most of the voices on The Simpsons. Number one, but he has been in tons of movies. Uh, Quiz Show, I think, is one of his best movies. Oh, damn! That, that's a throwback. I right love there. Quiz Show with John Turturro, and uh, you know that that is an amazing movie. But Hank Azaria is an under fucking rated actor Vo- one of the greatest voice guys in hollywood you probably don't even know you're hearing no. his and voice plus he was in a, you know i ain't gonna cut you no. off you talk about underrated he was also in a fucking pretty woman mm-hmm. i think i think fair uh, uh, that, and that's another good movie that's gonna be on a review list i think and uh he was in the Birdcage, Robin Williams, Nathan Lane. Yeah, yep, he and, was. And uh, fucking another movie we will definitely be reviewing. It's long as fuck, but who cares? Uh, heat. Yep, Heat. Fucking Heat. Yep, Mystery Men. Yeah, Mystery Men. He was in. He did Friends. He was in f- uh, five or six uh, shows of Friends. Yeah, he he also did Godzilla, but hey, we, they all can be winners. And he was <laughs> in Dodgeball. And yeah. he was in Godzilla with Matthew Broderick. Uh, this is just top of my head what I'm thinking of, but I mean, he goes as far back as shows like Growing Pains, um, Fresh yeah. Prince of Bel Air, Family Ties, you know, wow. cameos yeah, on that. But, you know, Quiz Show was one of his first major movies. Uh, Pretty Woman was, and then he, you know, Quiz Show was right after. But Quiz Show is really an amazing movie if you have not seen quiz show seek it out i don't think it's on netflix but seek that out one way or the other that is an amazing fucking movie uh you know it tells all about um we'll 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 get into that one night but it's basically about a 1950s quiz show quiz show kind of like jeopardy uh, and I, except you yeah. know, I, I, I mean, I, it's, I, I've seen it like over the years, but it's, I was a kid when I came mm-hmm. out. But, but, but basically, the gist of it is, it's like it's about those TV, uh, those uh, the game shows from the forties and the fifties, right. and it gives you like a, like a behind the scenes uh, kind of perspective on what was going on, the bullshit they would pull, you know how they would set certain things up. I can't remember to put people in positions to look good, make some people look like idiots, not that type of thing. I think it might have been a true, maybe it was a true story. But, I mean, that movie had everybody in it. John Tutoro, Hank Azaria, Chris McDonald. Uh, everybody knows. Um, 
let's see. For, for the audience, we have he was in Happy Gilmore. He was Shooter McGavin. <laughs> yeah. Mira Savino is in that movie. It's just an excellent, excellent, excellent movie quiz show. Uh, John Totoro's great in it. And, um, you know, just if you have not seen it, I, in, you know, implore you to check it out. Yes. Yeah. Implore. Implore you. Yes. And speaking of which, as you can see, we are actually done with the professional portion of the show. We reviewed uh, Fast Times at Richmond High as advertised. Uh, so if you want to call in, number to call, 469-206-4466. Again, that number is 469-206-4466. Or you can Skype in, THD Podcast. There you go. Um, we were talking about some of the most famous lines from the movie earlier. So let's go ahead and play a few sound clips and just kind of... I got a few here. Let's see. What do I got here? I've got the, uh, let's see. I played the Hey Bud. I played that. I played that. Of course, I play this one all the time. That was my skull. I'm so wasted. <laughs> oh. oh, Box, before I forget, okay. um, you, you're like me. You like random-ass movies. Mm-hmm. Uh, do you remember, uh, obviously, they don't, they, it's not the same. This is one of those reasons why I miss the 90s. Remember Skinamax? And you know how Skinamax used to be, especially like around 10? Mm-hmm. Cinemax and Showtime around like 11, 12 o'clock. Yeah. That's when they would just go, like, they would show some fucking phenomenal movies. Yeah. For, for all the uh, right reasons, for all the wrong reasons. Yes, I do. There was a movie, um, and I actually still have a VHS of it. Came out in 1992. Mm-hmm. Called the other woman. Have you ever seen I that have movie? Not, but I have heard of it. You have to see that movie. Okay. Yes, because um, I want to actually review that on the show. It's actually a good. It's an erotic thriller, and I'm not sure if I have like the standard version or um, they made an uncut erotic version. Really? Yes, yes. It, it's just a good freaking movie, man. That and uh, you know, because I'm gonna throw some movies at you for a minute. Okay. That are like like really like random and rare. Bring them. Uh, other woman. Uh, did you ever hear of a movie called Miracle Beach? Have you seen that? No and no. You have to see that fucking movie. It's a movie. It's like a great fucking movie, but it's obscure as fuck. Be I'm gonna actually look it up right now, but just off uh-huh. the top of my head, I remember I, it's been years since I saw yep. it. But basically, the gist of it was you had like a down on his luck loser, mm. uh, who who can't catch a break and he lives on the beach. He had, you know, he has a girl that he's into, but he can't get her, you know, the whole sad sack story. Right. Um, it stars Dean Cameron. I don't know if you know him. Mm-hmm. If, if, if you know, him, he was, uh, in minute work, he yep. was the uh, pizza delivery. Yes, boy. He was. And, uh, Amy Dolance and it's, I'm getting to it. She's a genie. He is one of those out. There, it's like a fantasy comedy movie. He finds a magic lamp on the beach and she's like a sexy genie. Gives him three wishes. Long story short, he ends up falling in love with of her. Of course. They get together at the end of the movie. But it's like, you know, he, he winds up getting rich. And he wishes for all of these things. But the whole moral of the story is sometimes what you want is not what you need. And what you need is what you should want. Is, that type is of thing. his third wish for the girl? <laughs> I, I believe it Of was. course it is, goddammit. It's a fucking movie. Yes. 
<laughs> BMX is of like, course, yeah, I saw on, that one. Like, <laughs> all right, I'm gonna read a quick synopsis if you'll indulge uh, me. Let me get my beer. But it's a, it's a good. Where's my beer? Here's my beer. Go ahead. It's not okay. bad. It's not bad. It's, it's a paragraph. Uh, oh, all right, go. Ahead. And, and and there's no end bomb, so you don't have to worry about. It. <laughs> hey, you, it, hey. it, even if it was, that's all you, dude. You can say whatever hey, you want hey, on my I, show. I'm bulletproof. <laughs> I'm bulletproof. You're bulletproof. Uh, but, all right, Scotty McKay. That's his name, Dean Cameron. In the You're end proof. It's just an it's just an everyday beach bum who used to have it all. When he finds an attractive genie named, and this is creative, folks. Genie. <gasps> her mission. Her mission is to assist Scotty. With Genie's help, Scotty has everything again and more. As Genie does his bidding and answers to his every beck and call. That is until he asks Jeannie to make him more desirable to the next door supermodel, Dana, played by Felicity Waterman. She's random. You don't know her. I don't either. Uh, Jeannie can't help as far as love is concerned, and besides, Dana is just not interested. Jeannie soon runs into problems when she finds herself attracted to Scotty and finds it difficult to help him win Dana's heart. The story ensues with a gamut of events resulting in mayhem. So basically, the Jeannie catches feelings for him and they eventually want if i remember correctly they wind up getting together in the end but like one of the only things like you know how like every genie has rules like you can't you can't wish for more wishes you only have like three standard it's like it's like a bikini movie and a fantasy movie all rolled into one a bikini genie movie yeah <laughs> it, I, I can't it's, it's like look if you like dopey movie with like out of this world concepts, you would like this movie. I do. All right, I got that one out of the way. I do. Do you, rem- do you remember a series of movies called the Bikini Car Wars Company? Mm-hmm. Those were Skinamax. Yes, I remember. You those. Remember those? I mean, I, once again, that they had like they had little to no plot to them, but my God, they were fucking and great. And they had a pirate, uh, like a, a pirate mountain one, where this where these girls were on. I remember that one too. Was that the one? Um, cause I forgive me. Um, but was that the one with Bagwell? Cause I remember Bagwell popping up in one of them. I don't know. I might not have recognized Bagwell. There was one girl in all those Skinamax movies with long blondish reddish hair, wow. kind of a long face, sort of big lips. I forget what her name is, but she was in... Clearly you're not talking about Shannon Tweed. No, 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 no. That's fucking Gene Simmons. You know Shannon, you know Shannon Tweed. That's Gene Simmons' chick. Oh, and she's another one that held up for a long ass time. Mm-hmm. Shannon Tweed. Yeah, yeah. Let's see. Uh, <laughs> and since we're going down this road... <laughs> Remember a show, a show called Hot Springs Hotel? Yes. On Showtime? Yes. I love that fucking show. I don't give a fuck. I loved it. Especially the, you know, this is TED Talk. Fuck it. Uh, remember the redheaded chick on that show? Yeah. Oh, my God. She was gorgeous. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I do. Let's see if I can find the name of that chick I'm thinking of. She was in a ton of these. If I see her name, I'll be like, yeah, that's her. That's her. But I don't know. I'm looking through IMDb here to see if I can find it. But I don't know. She was in a ton of these fucking movies. Oh my god, Don Swayze was in one of those Skinamax movies. You know who that is? Don Swayze. Refresh my memory. What else was he uh, in? That is John uh, uh, Patrick Swayze's brother. 
That's way I easy. remember him from he did an episode of NYPD Blue. <laughs> yep, that is Patrick Swayze's brother, Don Swayze. Uh Joey Travolta was in one of these movies. Whoa. Wow. <laughs> Joey Travolta well, 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 first of all, the movie that uh I was talking about with where was that movie? I was talking with Don Swayze. He was Beach Babes from Beyond. Wow! Yeah, I actually, I, I, I mean, I don't know. Maybe I'm getting nostalgic, but I actually, I actually, I mean, like sometimes it wasn't even just for the obvious reasons you watch. So I liked them because they were so over the top oh, cheesy. Oh, some of, they were some of them were just fucking horrible. Yeah, but that's that's the beauty of it, and like with a show like this. It, 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 they, they're tailor made for review and to be skewered and and honestly, once again, those movies were not made. Mm-hmm. A lot of them, and this is a this is a little known fact, or maybe it is a known fact. A lot of those Skinamax movies actually starred real porn stars. Oh yeah, they they either were porn stars that maybe did it full time, like that did actual full frontal, or they dabbled in it. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, a lot of them did. They just you know. Fuck, it's got to be the easiest way to do Oh, I think it was called Bikini Pirates. Let me see. Oh, I think I... Wait a minute. I think I know what you're talking about. Like, it was like... A, it wasn't like three chicks. I think so. I think it might have been Nicole Sheridan who I'm thinking of. That's oh, who yeah, it was. That's another one. That, that's the chick that was uh, on uh, Desperate Housewives, yep. wasn't it? She was... I don't know, but she was... Yeah, 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 yeah. She was in a ton of these movies. That's her. Nicole Sheridan. She's in a ton of these fucking Skinamax movies, dude. Yeah. Yep, that's her. Yeah. Yep. Remember, remember, um, Red Shoe Diaries. <laughs> God damn. <laughs> Since we going down, this is random. This is random. So, I all of this shit is just popping in my head. <laughs> Red Shoe fucking Diaries. Never. When the fuck did these show? When the fuck did like even like even on cable, man? I'm noticing like a lot of these stations that used to be all out go all ball literally go balls deep and balls out. Even they didn't like lost their nerve when it comes to what they put on the air. Well, Cinemax still still does the Skinamax shows after the certain amount of time at night. Yeah, but it's they they can't you can't beat the like I would say mid to late '90s, early 2000s era. Oh yeah. And it's like I I wish I mean obviously they still gotta own the rights to that shit. They need to they need to like do like a uh like we like we talk about old shit on Fridays. They do they need to do like a retro Friday or throwback Thursday or something. Like keep that shit out there. Like just kinda like rewind button because I you know, like I said, I miss that cheesy shit. I really do. I'm a fan of the cheese. I am too, man, and I loved some of those things were not bad. Not little, not bad at all. Uh, I was looking at B Megs uh, silk stockings. I remember that. Doom, 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 doom. Let me see if I can find that thing. <laughs> I remember that shit, man. Yeah. Oh, thank, thank you, Weaves. He brings up another interesting factoid. Remember uh, all of the uh, girl on girls that uh, Candace Michelle was on pre WWE? Oh, a lot of those are still on like YouTube and shit. Yeah. And it, it, it's so fu- it's so fucked up that when she first when they first like when they first introduced her on uh on Raw with the diva search shit, yeah. 
my first thought was, oh shit, Cinemax shit. <laughs> that was my first thought. Like, well, to be fair, this is, even though they were public, this is before they went full on PG. Mm-hmm. So it wasn't that shocking that they would use her. But it was just still like, oh, I know that. <laughs> that was the first thought that popped in my head. Yeah. I saw that like, chick on Cinemax. Yeah, and you know what? B Megs brings up a name that did a lot of those soft chorus movies David Duchovny. Oh, that! Oh, then she did a lot of those softcore porns, and I think he might have actually done a regular porn. But yeah, yeah. he he did all that shit too, man. But what other uh, random movies you got for me, real quick? We don't need to go much longer, but we'll probably go into the five or ten minutes. Uh, I'm trying to think here. Um, I'm in my way back machine. Yeah, we might as well um, go about ten more minutes. We'll go to midnight. Midnight my time, yeah. one o'clock your time. Yeah, fuck it. Um, <laughs> I'm trying to think. Um, let me see a other woman. I brought that one up. Um, remember, um, remember a guy called uh, you should know him, C. Thomas Howell. Dude, Pony Boy. Yeah, of course I. But he he, he like I mean obviously he did Soul. Soul he, Man. He was like one of those guys that was big in the '80s and was projected to have a big career. Somewhere along the way, he kind of fell off. Um, and then, like, in the 90s, he did, like, a lot of, like, not softcore, but he did, like, a lot of those move type of movies. And, and, and a movie that he did, I'm trying to remember the name of it. I actually have a VHS co- copy of it. I remember um, he had, the he had like, the porn star mustache, and that's when he was starting to grow his hair. It was called Payback. Hmm. You have to see this. It's, very, it's a very good movie. Payback. He, uh, he, yeah, yeah, it's called Payback. Not the Mel Gibson one. <laughs> There was one that it was, um, let me look it up. I want to get the right facts here on it. I want to say it came out 90. Yeah, I mean, he was in E.T., let's not forget. Yeah. Bef- before. He was also on another flick called, uh, remember a movie called Bad Night? HBO used to play mm-hmm. the hell out of that flick with Juliette Lewis. Yeah, 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 yeah. And we're going to have to, uh, we're going to have to do the, the Outsiders one night. Because so many famous actors stemmed off of that movie. I mean... Tom Cruise, Emilio Estevez, Patrick Swayze, um, you know, tons of Rob Lowe, tons of actors have gone off of that movie. So that's definitely another one that's going to have to be on our uh, short list of, you know, probably within the next month. I'd like to do that one. Yeah, it's called uh, Yeah Payback. Came out in nineteen ninety five. I see it right there. Yeah, and a uh, matter of fact, oh yeah, remember Joan Severance. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and uh, we, we since we were talking about softcore porn, uh, man, it, it was it's, it's a couple heavy scenes in there with them going at it. And <laughs> let's just say this was uh, Joan Severance at the peak of her uh, sex appeal. <laughs> wow, he's actually done a shitload of movies, man. I didn't realize that he was in the Glades, that TV yeah. series. I haven't really watched that. I know it's a cop show. Surprised I haven't watched it. I know. Sons of Anarchy. He was even in an episode of that. And he's been in a bunch of Criminal Minds episodes. Yeah, oh, like, my once God. Again, we always talk about it, but, yeah, we always say it's a lot of guys that you don't think of, but they've been in a lot of shit Holy that just fly under the radar. I know exactly who this guy is in Criminal Minds. Thomas Al, yeah. I did not know that was him in Criminal Minds. He's George Foyer. He killed fucking... One of the head guys' fucking wives. Jesus Christ. I didn't know that was him. I knew he looked familiar, but I just 
didn't realize that was him. Yeah, I mean, yeah, I mean, I mean, everybody ages, but he. You look at him now. Like he obviously he's older. You know, he got to be in his like early fifties, late forties. Mm-hmm. He he uh he just uh, but he doesn't look recognizable at all from how the way I remember. Well, he doesn't look like fucking Pony Boy anymore. So you know that's what everyone really really thinks of is holy shit, it's Pony Boy. And yep. he, outside his reference, right? There, absolutely, boy. he just doesn't look like that anymore. So. Uh, uh, B man, did a uh, DB swing? I think he passed away. No. You sure. Mm, pretty sure. Uh, he mm-hmm. has. Let's see. He has a show. He's doing. Right. Oh well, if he has a show, then I, I might be having. I might have him mixed up Let with somebody. Let me see no. here. Major crime. He has not passed away. I apologize no, for that, folks. He's actually on a show called Major Crimes, which I'm surprised I've never watched. Which is still running from 2012 to still going now. That's one. So that's going to be on your to watch list. Now I'm going to have to fucking see if I can catch up on it. Major crimes. Yeah, that's another guy that's been around a long yeah, time. Yeah, I'm gonna, definitely going to have to find that show now. Who's in this show? Fire in the Sky. Ooh, I actually remember that movie. Uh, remember Fire in the Sky. I actually really liked that movie, and it was actually on cable about um, three or four months ago, and I watched it. Yeah, uh, cut, oh, damn. This is bringing me back. Uh, the Cutting Edge. Remember that movie? Mm-hmm. Absolutely, I remember that. Yeah, Fire in the Sky was a really good movie, man. Fucking UFO movie where a bunch of... Uh, Basically, lumberjacks. They were lumberjacks, weren't they? Yeah, they were lumberjacks. Got, um... One of them got... Taken by an alien. Oh, spe- and speaking of which, we were just talking about him uh, a couple weeks from the, uh, weeks ago on the show. I mean, he passed away, unfortunately. But, uh... Gene Wilder. Um, the other day, I don't know if it was dumb luck. I was off. And I actually came across, uh... See No Evil, Hear No Evil. Ah, great movie I, I was like wow and it was like it, once again i was just channel surfing and when i found out it was like it was still near the beginning i said fuck it i gotta i gotta watch it mm-hmm. i gotta watch it no yeah i agree yeah fire in the sky man that was a good fucking movie i remember that movie a lot i just re- I, I just remember because it came out in 93 and i just mm-hmm. remember um seeing a lot of fucking like commercials for that movie. another one i actually remember seeing in the theater um, by the way, speaking of deaths, another movie we're going to have to do very soon, Hatchet Face, um, the girl who played Hatchet Face in Cry Baby, uh. did pass away yesterday, so I'm trying to get her actual name, give me two seconds here, I can't believe I forgot it, but I did. I'm looking at her right now for yeah, you. Yeah, right here, Kim McGuire, who played, uh, Hatchet Face. Uh, yesterday, dead at age 60, so rest in peace. That is a absolutely excellent movie. Just definitely yeah. a parody of a lot of the old 50s, like greaser movies, you know, like Grease and things like that. But a Johnny Depp movie, what an amazing movie. I love that movie. I'll I'll watch that tons of times. Yes, and uh, since you brought up Crybaby, uh, 
you know who else was in that movie? In addition to a young Ricky Lake, Tracy Lords. Yes. Mm-hmm. Were you were you a Tracy Lords fan? <laughs> Y'all would have been around the same age when she uh, became famous. <laughs> well, I mean, obviously before everyone found out she was 15 years old doing those videos, she was. How fucked up is that? Now those are uh, fucking uh, that uh, those are uh, those are uh, porns are fucking locked away in somebody's uh, fucking uh, closet, but only to be jerked off. But you can still, to, uh, dude. You can still find them on us. porn sites. They're huh? still on porn sites. Yeah, but remember, no, no. All jokes aside, though, that that was a big deal. That was huge. Because I remember for a while they tried. They had they that shit was hard. That was like the fucking. Uh, I can't even think of the words, but that was like the holy grail of porn for like the longest time. Because like he's once the uh once it got out that she was like fourteen, fifteen mm. making those movies, that shit got pulled with the quicks. She was yeah, she was fifteen. I mean, she falsified all of her records, so you know. Ah, uh, and actually, she, they're... she did grow up into a very attractive young lady. Uh, and actually, they're bringing up Boogie Nights. That is an excellent movie, B Megs. You are 100% correct. That should be somewhere in everyone's top 10. Boogie Nights. Boogie yeah. Nights is a great... I like that. I'm only fucking... No. Great fucking movie. Now, I haven't seen the movie. Really? Uh, but um, no, no, I'm not seeing that Boogie. Oh, yeah, it's loosely, they say, loosely based on John Holmes. No, yeah, that's why I was going right. with it. Um, remember the movie, um, cause I actually, I've always been fascinated by his story. Cause, um, I don't know if back in the day, did you ever watch the, um, old E! True Hollywood stories? Yeah. I used to love that show. I mean, not, they still play it here and there, but I like the original incarnation of the show with the eerie music and they would actually go in depth on things. Like now yeah. it's like, they, they, like, they got, they like cookie cutter now with it. Of course. And it's like, today they're like PG with it. But when they first, when that show first came on the scene. They would go hardcore to give you a a taste of how fucking hardcore they were. The very first episode they did was about OJ Simpson. Like the, oh, it, it was called OJ Nicole and Ryan. Wow, that was the very first episode. Now, speaking of that, have you seen that? What was it? Um, not American Horror Story. The um, but I uh, thank you, B Max. The movie I was referring to that I, never, I actually got to get around to seeing was called Wonderland. There you go. Oh, was it Wonderland? Thank you. With Val Kilmer. Uh, correct me if I'm wrong, B Max. It was about John Holmes. That would be about right. That sounds like what his life was like. <laughs> it was a yes, wonderland. Yes, thank land. you. Uh, yeah, but in, in another movie, while we're on the subject, I did tell you about this uh, a little while ago. But uh, make sure you see Autofocus. That's about yeah. Bob Crane. Yeah, I do need to see that one too, man. That's actually good because um, that, once again, that's another movie. Since we're on this topic. He was actually big into uh, the porn scene and filming himself. Mm-hmm. And this is going back to the fucking mid-60s, early 70s. Right. And then, then back then, that stuff was still fairly new. Mm-hmm. But uh, he was ahead of his time. Like I guess uh, he would have been the kind of guy Seth Rollins looked up to. <laughs> yeah, I guess so. Uh, and, you know, we brought up Fire in the Sky a minute ago. That's going to tie into a, you know, a couple of weeks ago when we did um... Son of a Bitch. Terminator 2, uh, even Weaves brings up that Robert Patrick was in that movie. Obviously, Robert Patrick was the, you know, T-1000, I believe, in Terminator 2. So, there you go right there. All tied in together. 
Yeah, definitely. So, man. yeah, yeah. Boogie Nights is a great fucking movie. Mark Wahlberg's amazing. Come on, we get to see Heather Graham nude more. Who doesn't always want to see Heather Graham naked? Will I fucking do. Pharaoh had a memorable scene in that movie too. Remember Will Pharaoh? Uh, did he? I mean, not maybe not memorable, but that 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 that's kind of like when he was at his peak in terms of like just coming up with some outrageous shit. It's been a long time since I've seen actually watched that movie in full. I probably need to. Oh, Will, another one. Uh, remember a night at the Roxbury? Oh, I fucking love that movie. In the it's so stupid, it's funny, and of course, you know we get to see. Um, What's her name? Lonnie Anderson. Lonnie Anderson? Lonnie Anderson. Oh. I think that's her goddamn name. Yeah, oh, oh I know exactly who you are. Mm-hmm. I mean, I know exactly who you're talking yep. about. I mean, she's before my time, but fuck it. They got reruns for a reason. From, the yep. KRP in Cincinnati. I've, I have that whole show on my external hard drive. Uh, and you're yeah. right. B, uh, B. Meg John C. Riley was in Boogie Nights. You're right. That's another guy that's fucking underrated. He needs to be talked about way more than he is. He's been around so... And, you know, it's funny he's doing all the comedies he's doing now because he really was kind of a... I mean, think back to Days of Thunder. He was in that. And even more... You know what? Let me me do a little highlight here. Look up some... And and another thing, like, you know, he he reminds me of... Mm -hmm. He kind of reminds me of like the career path like Leslie Nielsen took. Now I'm a, I don't know about you. I'm a Leslie Nielsen yeah, guy. Yeah, yeah. And even though he kind of like made his nuts and bolts on like doing like uh, I I would say like more observational comedy because he was always the straight man. Even though he was in outrageous shit, he was always the, like the straight man that was surrounded by like insanity. Whether it was the Naked Gun movies, whether it was Spy Hard. Which I still love for that random ass Hulk Hogan appearance. <laughs> um, Dracula dead and loving it. I, I, you know, rest in peace. I miss that dude so fucking yeah, much. Me too, man. He was fucking hilarious. He was gold. Mm-hmm. Now, you know, John C. Riley. it's kind of funny, you know, he's kind of the guy you're like, well, is he like a, you know, the leading man or is he just a fucking comedy guy? But... Go back to even 1989. Think about movie Casualties of War with Michael J. Fox. He was in that. Days of Thunder, like I said. Hoffa with uh, Jack Nicholson. Uh, and uh, fucking Jack Nicholson actually did. He was the dead ringer for fucking Jimmy Hoffa. Yeah, Hoffman, yeah he was great. Thin Red Line. You know, uh, Gangs of New York. He was in Gangs of New York. He was in Chicago. Uh, the Aviator, and then he, you know, after a few movies, he just started doing comedies. Talladega Nights was really his first comedy. Like, yeah. re- well, he was in anger management for a minute or two, but this was yeah. really his first like real comedy. Then he started doing like Walk Hard, The Dewey Cox Story. Uh, yeah. You know, and all the movies with Step Brothers, Step Brothers, and all the movies with. Just still, I mean, I, I don't give a fuck. That should that should win an Academy Award. Gosh, it's funny as hell, dude. Um, you know, and he's one of the voices in Wreck It Ralph. He's Ralph. God damn it! Now, isn't it funny how like the guy, the people you wouldn't expect to be like funny, are are the, like the most hilarious people? 
Because it's like, I don't know. It's like, it, I think, honestly, those guys, I mean, I think the guys that, like, the so-called, like, dramatic actors that you didn't, don't think can pull off comedy, those probably are the most, those are probably the funniest people because, like, they understand, like, the art of the performance. Wow. Look at this. Uh, B-Megs in the chat brings up a, I did not know this. John C. Riley is actually in a bluegrass band. He saw him in a barn here in uh, Iowa, he says. He's quite talented. I did not fucking know that. So that means that means I guess in Dewey Cox he was doing his own stunts, I guess so. so to speak. Yeah, he did his own stunts. He also won an Academy Award for Chicago. Didn't know that either. So, fuck yeah, fuck yeah. Yeah, um, it was it was one other thing. Um, damn it, what's the name of that movie? Well, while while I'm thinking of the one I was thinking of. Another movie I wanted to bring up real quick. Uh, remember a movie called X Rated with uh, Emilio Estevez and Charlie Sheen or Carlos Estevez? Yeah. It, it, it was it was made for TV. It was on a Showtime. <laughs> That's I mean it, it's one of those movies that fly under the radar, but I actually I remember enjoying that movie. Yeah, 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 I do remember that. That was actually a good, I don't think that was a good movie. That was a while back. One, yeah, ironically enough, they. That was one of the. I think that might have been the last time they worked together. But for them to be brothers, they didn't work together a whole hell of a lot. No, that movie, Men at Work, Young Guns One and Young Two. Gun, no, one. Oh no, you're right. You're right. I'm sorry. Scratch. Charlie that. died in one. Yeah, you're right. Scratch that. Dick just got his guts blown out. That's what they said. But yeah, well yeah, we're going. We're going. We definitely going to do a Charlie. I mean, because look, you know, personal issues aside. Charlie Sheen, when he wants to be, is a motherfucking good actor. I don't give a fuck what anybody oh, says. Watch Wall Street. And the best part is, he basically plays different versions of himself. Yeah. <laughs> he he plays a great asshole. I'm sorry. Yeah, and Major League. Oh, yeah. Wall Street. He plays a believable asshole. He, and, you know, B-Megs brings up Judgment Night. Emilio Estevez is in Judgment Night. Oh, fuck We yeah. have oh, brought that that's movie. You know what? That's on the list, B-Megs. That's on the fucking list. You know what? Let's just do it next week. Judgment Night. We're going to go ahead and do that next week, B-Megs. Just because we brought it up twice. I think you brought it up twice tonight. So, Judgment Night next Friday at uh, 11 o'clock Eastern Time. We will do that. Definitely. I like that. We're gonna make it like five weeks in a row of actually having an established start time. Yeah. We're gonna this is what like Friday nights at eleven is our new updated version of a uh, Saturday night at six oh five. There you go. <laughs> twenty twenty something years from now, God will we alive and help tune in Friday night, eleven o'clock on whatever the new technology is. We'll be there. Hell yeah. We will. There you go. B Megs is gonna watch it and prepare. I'm gonna watch it too just Again, yeah, I, I, like I said, I remember bits and pieces, but man, they, once again, that, that was a nice little cast they had there. Like, yeah, Cuba Gooden Jr., you had fucking uh, Emilio Estevez. Mm-hmm. Okay, let me look that up. Dennis Leary, um, Jeremy Piven. Oh, oh, Dennis, fuck, man, motherfucker. Yep. What, 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 where the fuck is his props at, uh, dude? Dennis fucking Leary. I look his comedy aside because. Everybody says, and it's been proven, a lot of his comedy was stolen from Bill Hicks. But anyway, with all those comedy aside, I like him in a lot of movies. One of the best movies he's in is called Suicide Kings. I've brought this movie up before with him, Christopher Walken, 
Um, uh, the kid from Roseanne. Uh, oh, DJ. Um, not no, DJ, no, 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 no. Um, the kid from Roseanne, the one who played DJ's boyfriend, the one from Big Bang Theory. Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. Johnny Gylick, something right, like that. Yeah. Yeah, Darlene's, right, yeah, I know you yeah. talking about. He's in it. It is a great, great movie. Jay Moore. I, I'm a Jay Moore fan, too. Yeah, he was in a few things. Um, What's the other thing? Um, Jerry Maguire. Remember Ref? No, no, I'm not talking about... I was, I'm still on this Dennis Leary kick. I remember um, he was in The Ref. Remember that yep, one? Yep, yep, Dennis Leary was in that. Uh, let me think here. Dennis Leary movie. I'm going to have to IMDb. I don't know why. Whenever it comes time for me to think of shit, I can't fucking think of shit. I guarantee it's yeah. going to pull up Dennis Miller before it pulls up Dennis Leary. There we go. It did. Damn, that's a damn shame. I know, man. <laughs> Dennis Miller. I... I mean, I liked him at some point. Damn, what the fuck happened to Dennis? Honestly, ever since he had that Raw episode where he bombed, I have not seen him since. Uh, I believe it was his uh, football commentating that kind of killed him um let me think back to some of these actor here we go give me a second here some of the movies he's been in um oh demolition man oh shit fucking oh come on he was in one of the underworld movies the last one i think the first one uh, the small soldiers. I remember him from that. I mean, he hasn't done a ton of movies, but he's been the voice in the Ice Age movies. You know, he does a show called Rescue Me on Fox. I believe it. No, well, it ended in two thousand eleven, but I think he's got another fucking show coming out now on Fox. He was in Draft Day which I think is a great movie. I know uh, Smark always says how horrible it is because he knows a little more about it. I, I know nothing about football. To me, to me, Draft Day was a good movie. You know? I know I don't watch football regularly, so to me, it's great. Uh, we'll think about it, Beef Megs. The dude from Big Bang fucking review Roseanne. Who knows? Hey, I don't know. I don't know about Boxman, but... Roseanne for like the first six, seven years was a damn good show. They fell off the rails that last year, but, you know, I, I was a Roseanne guy back in the well, day. Well, they fell off that last year because they had Roseanne writing the last few shows. She just had like a fucking attitude. Like, you know, like that was the thing. She went, she went against the grain, you know, you know, not to go off on a tangent, but fuck it. That's what we do. I was a fan of Roseanne. And basically the whole, what made the show great was because it always... You know, sometimes when you watch TV shows, you always feel like you're living in an alternate, watching an alternate universe about how shit doesn't really exist in the real world. But that's what made the show relatable because you, they struggle. Like, they, every episode, how are we going to pay this bill? How are we going to pay that bill? Then I think it was around, like, season eight, seven, somebody can help me out on the actual timeline. They won the lottery. And then, like, the last year, it was like they was doing these episodes about these dream sequences and all of a sudden, like, they own shops, and she's a princess. There people are dating princes and all of this kind of shit. It went against the grain of what the show was about. And, and that final episode to this day pisses me off. And that, people talk about how the fucking uh, Sopranos ended. <laughs> Watch the series finale of fucking Roseanne. Horrible. Fucking hard. I mean, they took, they took, they basically took 
a metaphorical dump mm-hmm. of shit in your mouth with that last episode because they basically told you the last eight or nine years previous didn't matter. Right. right. And by the fuck, way, that that's what pissed that that was like a big fuck. Yeah. You. And by the way, that prince was uh, Jim Varney, who was all the earnest characters. Yeah. Jim Varney. Mm-hmm. Yeah. That's who the prince was in, in all those last scenes. But, um, dude, that last episode, uh, you know, Dan really died after during his heart attack, and I just wrote him. What the fuck? That was, I don't know. It was know, weird. Man. It was and, weird, and, and it pissed me off because it's like a couple years ago they had came out with like an ultimate collection. It was like twenty twenty five bucks. I because that's one of those shows that, like I said, I'm a fan of. Right. <coughs> and I haven't even watched every seat, but I, it's like I can't watch that last year because it, once again it was like it was bad, but I was willing to stick by it. I was like, like I said, I got to see how this show ends because I've, I've been watching. I've been watching it for almost from damn near the beginning, damn near. Right, me too. But I had to see how it ended. And that last episode when she's in the fucking basement, you know, oh she's a writer and eh, None of this really happened, folks. Sorry, you know, I, I know you've been watching for eight years or nine years. Thanks for being a fan, but by the way, fuck you. Fuck you for paying attention to storylines and continuity and all this shit. The guy that you were that you thought were, was alive for the past four or five years, no, he really died when he had that heart yeah, attack. Yeah, it was... That was, that was just horse shit. <laughs> I'm sorry. Yeah, it was, it was not good. But, um... I don't know. Which, uh... It's already fucking one fifteen. What, what do you want to do? You want to get out of here? Yeah, we kind of covered it off. Covered. It. I mean, it's nothing really else to say. We're we're just rambling. But hey, thanks to the chat room for hanging out with us. Yeah, let me play a little song in the background here while I'm talking here. Let's play some uh, Jackson Brown, "Somebody's Baby." Yeah, I love that fucking. Well, I guess song. we're. I guess while you're playing, looking that up. Uh, what what did you think of uh you know because B Megs is calling uh, Jim Varney a legend? Were you a fan of like the Ernest movies and uh, <laughs> uh he um, was uh and uh <laughs> he was in Beverly Hillbillies okay. he was in another you might not even know this movie uh movie called Fast Food yeah came okay. out in nineteen eighty nine okay here's a story for you and B Megs uh high school I always wore a hat and. <laughs> According to everybody, when I was in high school and wore a hat, I looked exactly like Ernest. So they actually used to make me do the whole ew thing that he used to do, you know, where he'd move his lips and shit. So I kind of had an attachment to Ernest. Yeah, you know, um, I, I I wasn't really a big fan of the Ernest movie, but I will say this: mm-hmm. my favorite one, if I have to, you know, you put a gun on my head, is uh, Ernest Saves Christmas. That that that's my favorite one out of all no, of them. Weebs just put mine. The Ernest Scared Stupid was one of my favorites, man. But Jim Varney was, you know, he really, you know, he got stuck in that character, unfortunately. But yeah. you know, he died of cancer a few uh, many years ago. But um. You know, I a lot of people said. I mean, people would walk that I didn't even know would say it. Didn't even know would be like, "You look like Ernest." So, <laughs> like, did you put on that? Like, hey, you might, hey, you could do a, you could do a, you know, Comic Cons are real big. You could be, a, you could do that cosplay deal. Actually, my one of my good friends, Rigel, 
me and him became good friends. We were at the keg one night. We're sitting there, and I'm getting a beer. He's getting a beer. Uh, I'm actually, I was nice enough to get my beer, and since he was next, I actually held the tap and poured his beer. That's what kind of guy I am. I'll pour your beer at the fucking tap at the keg. See that? I'm a good guy. What he does, he looks at me, and he goes, Dude, you look just like fucking Ernest. Well, <laughs> and it's like one of those things that just stuck. Well, huh? I was drunk, and immediately I dropped the thing and got in his face a little bit. Next thing you know, ten minutes later, we're at the keg, and I'm filling his beer again, filling my beer again. We're both back at the keg. Another guy walks up and says it, but he says it like a dick. So what do I do? I knock him out. <laughs> ah, see, I, I, see, look, 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 you play uh, like a calm, cool, and collective <laughs> boxman on the show, but you're an undercover badass. No, like no, Brock, no, 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 like no, 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 dude, I've had my ass kicked plenty of times. I've kicked a couple asses, but I've had my ass kicked my share of times. I have been. CM Punk humbled before. No, I know. Yes. I refuse. I mean, I don't think anybody can be humbled. Uh, <laughs> dude, I had a fucking guy before grab me and throw me to the floor and fucking before I even knew what was happening, he was fucking beating the shit out of me. So you're kind of like a you got you. It was kind of like a Emilio Estevez and Breakfast Club type of situation. He, Two hits, me hitting you, you hitting the dude, floor. He, this guy punched me so fucking hard i i like don't even remember him jumping on top of me i like woke up and he was punching me that's how bad i mean i've been beat before this guy just i sucker punched him i ain't gonna fucking lie i just so clearly you were sober at the time no that's the part of the story no 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 no, no. i was fucking hammered when i did when i punched this fucking i was fucking hammered he just pissed me off and i hadn't i didn't want to hear it again he said it I don't even know the guy's name. I never found out the guy's name. I just fucking lifted my elbow through a fucking right hook, hit him right on the butt, and knocked him out. Um, and me and Rigel have been friends ever since. <laughs> Rigel said he was a little scared of me after that night. Rigel is... Well, yeah, because I was about to say, well, the bright well, side is at least you know, <laughs> at least you didn't feel it if you were drunk. Yeah. That, that, that's the, that's one of that's one of the uh, benefits of getting in fights while you're oh, yeah. drunk. At least you don't feel anything. Yeah, yeah. Rigel is, by the way, six foot tall and about three hundred and forty pounds. So if that guy is a little scared of me, um, I'm glad he was a little bit that night. But uh, you know that it, it, it's just you know Ernest will always have a little place in my heart. Those movies just kind of bring me back to when everybody called me that. And, yeah, like Weeb said, you know, know what I mean, Burn? Same thing. It was just, you know, but everyone just kind of – people I didn't even know would come up to me and say that. But even Joe, who was in the chat Wednesday night for the, um, you know, the, t- uh, the uh, wrestling podcast – he knows that name, and everyone called me that name for very long. But I wore a brown hat. The only difference was my hat said mental. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that's hilarious. Yeah. So, but yeah, I 
I guess I looked exactly like the fucking guy. So I, I never saw it. And my parents never saw it, of course. I have good parents. But <laughs> everyone else saw it, and I wore a hat a lot in high school. So that was it. But, yeah, I agree with Meg. B. Meg, getting punched in the face fucking sucks. I tried to avoid fighting, or I always try to fight guys who are just a little shorter than me because I have long legs and know how to keep them back with my legs. So <laughs> Yeah, I mean, yeah. Yeah, but you know, yeah, like, yeah, we're not advocating getting them in the random fights. But you know, I look at it like this: if you want, I look at it like this. The best advice I can give anybody is if you want to pick a fight, at, at, at least be smart and be judicious about who you pick a fight with. At, at, at least like size up the situation. And go, hmm, this guy could kick my ass, could not, Dude. but I feel like I can hang with him. I feel like there's a fifty-fifty chance there. I said it Wednesday. Look for cauliflower ears. <laughs> Number one thing to look for, take a peek for cauliflower ears. If you see cauliflower ears, apologize and walk the fuck away. <laughs> Just say it was my mistake. Sorry, sorry, pal. It'll never happen. Look, I didn't, I, look, I never apologized to that guy in the casino, but I did grab my friend and get the fuck out of there as quick as I possibly could in that situation. Um, you know, so... You know, look, this guy could have had a cauliflower ear for any other fucking reason, but a cauliflower ear is a sign that you may want to just either shut the fuck up or rethink what you're doing because you may get killed. Definitely, yeah. definitely. Yeah, so always be careful of that. But yeah, this wasn't meant to be a you know fighting story. This was just kind of a story to bring up why... I've got a soft spot in my heart for Jim Varney and the Ernest character, the Ernest movies. Um, yeah, fuck it, I, I did, I did like the Beverly Hillbillies. So oh, dude, that was actually a good, good movie. That yeah. wasn't. I mean, and you want to talk a mind fuck? You want to talk about a mind fuck for yeah. me? I watched that movie. For, I remember when it came out in like '93, mm -hmm. and I watched it for. So, I watched it so many times as a kid, and I was a fan of the Drew Carey show. Mm -hmm. It took it took me a good like five years after I first saw the movie to realize, oh shit, that's fucking Oswald from Drew Carey. Mm -hmm. Like it's like one of those things. Like obviously, like he didn't do anything facially to change himself, but it's just like sometimes it takes you a while to put two and two together. Yeah, he's been in a bunch of stuff actually. That guy. Yeah, he was actually fuck. He was uh, in an episode of Fresh Prince of all things. Dude, he was. He was a security guard in Jalen Silent Bob Strike Back that was trying to make Silent Bob blow Jay. Yeah, yeah, that was. Uh, <laughs> now I didn't know it was him and that, but that, that was, was him, that dude. Was... And you believe in the other guy that that, that uh was fucking uh Lewis. And is he? I, I love that dude. I is love it that he? Dude, in Ryan Styles. Styles. Oh, Ryan Styles is honestly. Ryan Styles. Thank you. Honestly. One of my favorite guys. Whose line is it anyway? I have watched that I, show. I just like him in gym. Everything he's in, he's good. Well, he's on Whose Line. And I've watched Whose Line since it was on Comedy Central back when they used to show the England days. Back when they started off in London. And uh. Ryan Stiles was over there for a lot of those shows. But, you know, he, he's on there now. And he is so funny. I don't know. He he just looks like a down to earth kind of guy that that that's just a 
funny guy. Like, I would literally love to sit and just drink with Ryan Stiles. You know how funny that would probably be? Oh, yeah, that's hilarious. And the funny thing, and he's he's another guy. He just throws out one-liners. And it's not like he does, like, over-the-top comedy. He just kind of, like, he says the most outrageous things with a straight face, which makes him more funny. Like, anybody that was a fan of the Drew Carey show, mm-hmm. I mean, towards the end, it kind of lost some of its appeal. But for a long fucking time, that show was funny as fuck, and he was a big part of it. I always liked the Drew Carey show. Always I did. I was did. a fan. I mean, Tommy might be listening to this right now. <laughs> And I know we fuck with him a lot, but yeah, we like old shit too, Tommy. Just we we don't live in the fucking nineties like you. But uh, yeah, Drew Carey was a good show. I mean, he looks fucking weird as shit now, but I still watch the uh, like reruns of that show. I do too. I do too. And uh, Kate, ooh, she was yeah, still a good looking woman. Uh, the chick that played Kate. Oh, Kate. Yeah, she was actually on. Uh, she was in Christina Miller. She was on that uh, Cougar Town. She was, when she... dude. NYPD Blue. Oh, she, I got because I I, I, gotta, I didn't get into that too much, but she was on it. She was in the last season of NYPD Blue. Absolutely. Oh, she was a regular. Um, no, she was in. I want to say two episodes of NYPD Blue, maybe three. So, like, was she a cop? Did she play a prostitute number two, or what was her um, role? Um, in the end of the season, I'm just gonna give names. If you people don't understand what I'm talking about, go fucking watch it. Uh, at the last season, Connie, who was, um, I'll tell you who she was played by in a minute, and Andy, Dennis Franz, who you mentioned earlier, Connie's sister had a child, but she died during the delivery because she was beaten up by her husband, husband gets arrested, blah, blah, blah. So she played the daughter of the grandparents who were trying to get custody of the child. And she played the daughter of those people. And, you know, they found out that she had been abused by the father. So it it, it was a weird thing, but it was really, you know, a, a, a cool little part. I think she was in two episodes, I want to say. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Two episodes is bright. I think that's right. Yeah, but you know me, I'm an N fucking NYPD Blue Encyclopedia. Oh yeah. Oh, speaking of which, this is something I know we're trying to wrap, but it was something I wanted to bring up. I ain't got to get up uh, or nothing. Don't worry about it. Fucking um, Nicholas Cage. Let me give me a minute here. To fill some air time for me, box. Um, okay. B Megs. Who looks weirder, Drew Carey or Al Roker? Drew Carey, hands. Down. I don't know. Al Roker. Al yeah. Roker looks like a turtle, but Drew Carey really turned himself into a fucking game show host. Maybe it's the weight loss, man. But he looks ridiculous to me. Al Roker may look weird. Drew Carey looks ridiculous. How's that? Does that work? Oh, oh, I'm I'm sorry. Mm-hmm. Uh, real, we can get back to that in a second. But uh, this is uh actually got reported about a week or so ago. Mm-hmm. Nicholas Cage, he has a new movie coming out soon. I don't know if you read this. This this is more of a Wednesday THT news bit, right. but I had to share this. This is too much. We got to review this at some point. The movie is a it's a psychological thriller called Thriller, and it's starring Nicholas Cage. Ma- with a current WWE superstar, Michael Jackson. Oh, he, 
Any get any guesses as to who this a is? Current W Kane. No. Alright. Give me a hint. Uh color. Just think of a color, random color. Whoa. Okay, one more hint that doesn't involve me thinking thoughts that could possibly get us in trouble. No, 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 no. I know. <laughs> all right, put it like, all right, all right. All right, let's just say uh, somebody on the uh, current WWE okay, roster okay. who's gimmick or walking around color. Cena. No. Well, fucking just tell me now. Eva Marie. Ye- what? Eva Marie. Okay, what is this movie? Explain this to me. Uh, let me see. I'm pulling up the... Uh... Dude, I'm telling you, this girl... By the end of the year, champion. By the end of 2016, Eva Marie will be your fucking WWE champion. Your women's Hold champion. On, me... What is that? Hold on, box. Let me get this. Yeah, I hear staticky. Drew Carey has tats? Does he? Please don't tell me Drew Carey has tattoos on his weird skin. Ah, the Nicolas Cage version of Wicker Man now on Netflix. That was a good... Ver- I liked the, that movie Wicker Man with Nicolas Cage, actually. That was a good movie. Really was a good movie. I'm sorry, Bob. I had to get that ad, that fucking ad out no, of the way. Fine. But, uh, yeah, apparently, because um, her suspension is actually supposed to end as of today, mm-hmm. the 17th. But uh, if she's doing this Nicolas Cage movie, it might be a while before we actually see her on TV. Uh, let me see. Yeah, we, de- you know, good or bad, Nicolas Cage is fucking awesome, even though he hasn't made, like, a good flick since probably, I don't know, maybe Snake Eyes, maybe Con Air. That was, like, the last legit movie I remember, like, thinking, like, wow, that was a good fucking flick. I'd have to go to his IMDb and double-check that. Even though I did, like, Weatherman, but it's, like, it's, it seems like it's been forever since he had a fucking certifiable hit. I've never heard of Weatherman. Dude, you gotta see that. Really? It's actually a good movie. Give me a minute. I'll check that one out. But let me see. Nicolas Cage. Snake Eyes was definitely good. I like Snake Eyes. I really did like Fuck Snake Face Eyes. Face Off is a phen- phenomenal. Face Off that. is, you know, a lot of people give that movie shit. And I don't know why. How... It's, I mean, think about it. Like, they look, they, look Nicolas Cage and John Travolta took the most outrageous aspect of both of their characters and basically just went there with it. Mm-hmm. They they had no self-esteem issues. It was almost like, brother, just go all in on me. I can take it. And they had a fucking blast with it. You can just tell, man. That was a good fucking... If you don't like Face Off, go fuck yourself. Yeah. Please. Yeah, it's, a, it's an amazing movie. And truthfully, I am a huge Travolta fan. I'm I'm sorry, dude. Travolta to me is like the cool. I don't care. I really don't give a shit about all the. Oh, he's gay. He gets fucking massages from God. I don't give a shit if he's fucking gay. I don't care if he's sucking the masseuse's dick. Doesn't matter to me. He is the coolest actor in Hollywood ever of all time for me. I don't remember, uh, f- remember fucking Broken Arrow. Absolutely, dude. 
absolutely I remember fucking Broken Arrow. I like that movie. Him, Christian Slater, who he, Christian Slater got to work with, um, what's her name? Amy Mathis, the girl from Pump Up the Volume. They worked together in two movies, Pump Up the Volume and Broken Arrow. Why do I know that? Because I am weird and I do this show and this is why I do this fucking show. This is what this show was made for, man. Like, cause it's like sometimes you got all of the you when you got a like a when you have like a mountain of useless and random information. Cause I feel like I'm the same way mm-hmm. sometimes. You need you need an outlet for it. And what better outlet than Friday nights yeah. at 11 p.m. Eastern Standard Time on Mixer.com/slash THT Podcast for the THT Move Review. There you go. Yeah, yeah. Beam Higgs. I liked Face Off, but I watch Biodome every six months. Uh, yeah, I'm, awesome. looking, I'm looking. I'm just trying to. I'm trying to get this. Uh, some news up here about this movie because we, you know, good or bad, this is a movie that we got to review at some point. Which one? Nicholas Cage and Eva Marie. I mean, I mean, oh, could yeah. you imagine? Like, like I don't know. Just imagine, for example, if she's the love interest. Could you imagine that? Could you imagine? Look, look, this is a good question. I posed to you into the chat room. Would Eva Marie make a good love interest? Just based on what we've seen of her so far. I'd be interested in loving her. No, no, no. Wait, seriously, what? though, because you see her paying like, like the, like the, uh, the state, the mom. Because clearly, she was the mom. She would be the milk. How much do you want to bet she is five hundred times better out of side of WWE? Like you know, you think it'd be a Dolph Ziggler situation? Dude, I really think live audiences. I'm not gonna say fuck with them, but maybe you gotta like when you're like when you're in a, in other words when you're like in a control situation where you can do retakes or if something doesn't fuck if something doesn't work right you can kind of reshoot it or maybe ad lib a little. Well, you can ad lib live, but I guess yeah WWE they kind of script them people um... to death. So even if you're like you're a natural at it. You still like come across as forced. I don't know. I mean, I've never, obviously, I've never shot or been to a movie thing or anything. But I just think maybe you got you're more comfortable, more people to play off of. Uh, I don't know, man. I mean, Dolph Ziggler. I mean, we said it, and honestly, that's our you know highest downloaded episode right now is that countdown episode. So. We definitely need to do the other movie with fucking Lana and whoever I forgot. Edge, Edge exactly. So we definitely got to do that movie whenever. It, actually, Tuesday it comes out, so maybe the week after we'll do that. Yeah, let me see here. Yeah, even more. Yeah, let me see here. Yeah, I mean, she. I yeah. I mean, she can't be any worse. I can't see her being any worse. And let's face it, dude. If she was that bad. They would have pulled her. Yeah, let me see here. I'm reading some factoids on it. Let me see. According to Deadline, the total diva star had a cast in a new movie, Inconceivable, starring Oscar winners. So not just Nicolas Cage, but Faye fucking Dunaway. Whoa. Faye, I mean, like, I mean, a lot of people may not know that name, but Faye Dunaway is a big deal in Hollywood. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, she, I mean, she really, I mean, like, I mean, old, she's like old school. She's even before. She's before, honestly all jokes aside. She's before my time and little little bit before your time too, box. Mm-hmm. She's been around a long ass fucking oh, yeah, time. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Let me see. No word on what role Eva Marie is playing, but here's the provided synopsis. When Katie, 
Nikki Whelan, uh, moves to town with her young daughter in order to start a new life after enduring abuse in her past. She quickly befriends another mother, Angela, and her husband, Brian. That's the Nicholas Cage part. Angela notices odd behavior from Katie and begins to question whether Katie's intentions are as innocent as she makes them out to be or if something dark is lurking beneath the surface. So even Marie might be the other woman. Let me see here. The other bit of good news, bad news, depending on your perspective, is filming starts in October. Uh, let me see here. Then I would imagine. Then I wouldn't imagine. Let me see here. Oh, sorry. This is, I'm just trying to get some of this ad wear out of the uh, way, that's, folks. That's probably two to three weeks of filming, though. So she'll be gone for a little bit, not long. Let me see. Now, I wouldn't imagine Eva has much more than a bit part, but even if she needs to be away for a couple of weeks, <laughs> that likely means her return from suspension will lead to more trolling introductions and remote segments of her acting haughty from Hollywood as opposed to, you know, having to watch her try to wrestle. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's the short end of it, but whoever wrote this has hit the nail on the fucking head. Even if she's only in this movie for 10 seconds, the fact that she's in this movie with fucking Nicolas Cage mm-hmm. and Faye Dunaway, you know WWE is going to milk that for all it's worth. And you and if you think her trolling interests are bad now, oh, they're going to amp it up. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. <laughs> they're going to have her doing sex. They're going to have her doing segments from the set. They might even try to fucking uh, have Nicolas Cage do a fucking cameo. <laughs> I mean, he's not doing much else oh, now. He, oh, 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 he will. I'm, I'm fucking with him. He will. No, he will. I, I. Why do I feel you like he's like saying band. you could like if they say hey uh, hey uh, Nick you think you could uh, make an appearance on SmackDown? <laughs> yeah, you think he would do it even even if it's like a quick little pre tape deal? I I would see it. I would see it, but dude, she definitely. I'm I don't know. Uh, we just posted. I I don't know. I mean I don't know. Call me crazy, but if they get a, a deal, if they could uh, do a deal with Nicolas Cage on SmackDown. Since they then gave uh, Kurt Hawkins the Chuck Norris gimmick, I don't know. For some reason, I think a segment with them would be fucking gold. I'm sure it'll for fucking, all of their own it'll happen. It'll happen. But yeah, uh, I, Eva Marie, I don't know. She is what she is, and I'm telling you, she's a she is stunt. In my, my opinion, and I know we're going on wrestling here, and I'm sorry. Real quick, I'm going to do this. Eva Marie is exactly what Vince McMahon sees as a diva. Yeah, I mean, she's, I mean, like, she's basically, she has a unique look. Look. I mean, let's be honest, she's hot as fuck. Say what you want about wrestling ability, in-ring repertoire, fuck that. That doesn't matter in the big scheme of things. If a dude sees her on the street, your dick is gonna go, I gotta, I, I gotta get that. Swing. <laughs> I, mean, so, I mean, let's be honest. Look, if a dude look, if a dude sees Eva Marie on the street, you really think the first thing that's gonna pop into his is, "Gee, she's a shitty wrestler." I can't stand. Fuck that. <laughs> yeah, yeah. It's. That's I mean, let's it. be real here. But I'm just talking as a dude. I'm not talking as a wrestling no, fan. No, I get it. As a guy that occasionally does a show. No, I'm talking as a man, as a heterosexual male. You see, I see Eva Marie on this. If I get the chance to talk up Eva Marie, the last thing on my fucking mind is a fucking WWE angle. <laughs> yeah, and you know what? In, uh, I'm not gonna say in defense of her, but this is what happens when you. You know, you hire someone who knows 
nothing about wrestling except, you know, like B-Meg put in the chat room, she's mentioned before her, you know, favorites are, you know, Ultimate Warrior and Razor Ramon. Actually, dumb, uh, we've, we've said that, sorry. You know, her favorites growing up were Ultimate Warrior and Razor Ramon, but she really has no wrestling experience. You know, you got your Becky Lynch. I mean, yeah, I mean, based off of those answers, look, I ain't gonna, I'm not going to. You like who you like. I mean, hell, I was a Warrior fan coming up, so oh, I'm not going to. I judge was a Warrior and, and and a fucking Razor fan. I was a probably. Yeah, me, I like both guys, but I'm saying like she. If best case scenario, I think she was a person that watched it here and there. She was a casual fan. She might have grew up with brothers mm-hmm. that watched it, and she watched it. She was in and out because I can't see her being like a lifelong fan. She probably watched it when she was a kid. She grew titties and. All of a sudden, wrestling didn't matter no more. Yeah. She got, you know, she developed a social life. Well, she started doing sexy dancing. I mean, look up some of her videos on YouTube, and it's her sexy dancing on fucking, like, Telemundo and shit. Basically, in a thong, giving a lap dance. Oh. Oh. I guess real quick, uh, uh, B-Mag, since he's been such a good contributor in the chat tonight... Uh, he offered a suggestion just because he wanted our opinion on it. Uh, Box, what do you think of uh, What's Eating Gilbert Grape? You remember that flick? Never watched the movie before. I watched it in bits and pieces. Um, I don't know. Uh, I guess uh, from what I saw of it, it, I guess it depends on if you're a Juliet Lewis. If you're like a diehard Ju- Juliet Lewis fan, I'm like, you might. I mean, she was good in it. From what, like I said, I never actually took the time to sit down and watch it. I would actually like to sit down and watch the whole mm-hmm. movie, but I think Juliet. Juliette Lewis is an underrated actress, so if you like her, I think you would like like the movie. Oh, I do like Juliette Lewis. I do. I fucking love her. I love her. I mean, she kind of, she has like an awkward. She has like an awkward hotness to her. That's how I always look at she her. She does. I mean, look, watch from dusk till dawn. There is yeah. something sexy about her in that movie. I mean, yeah, like she's not like, like like I said. I'm I I don't judge looks. Like you like who you like. Oh, yeah. I mean, she when you look at her, it's like she, it's it's nothing obvious about her that makes her hot, but it's just it's something about mm-hmm. it. It just you can just tell like behind those eyes, boy. Like once that door closed, natural born killers. She becomes like a wild woman. Yeah, natural born killers. She even plays a freak, and you know she is. But yeah, that's it, man. That's it, man. I think we should. Uh, damn. It's late. We should get the fuck out of here. Def. All right. Well, that's it then. Let me get some. Uh, let me get some background music going. Hell, hold on here. One second. Now, there we go. There we go. Little Jackson Brown there going to the background. All right. As usual, you guys know where you can check us out. Right here on Mixer.com/thtpodcast. And you can also look up us look us up on iTunes. Uh, just type in THT Movie Review. Facebook, same thing. Just go right to facebook.com slash THT Movie Review. YouTube, same thing. THT Movie Review. And, of course, Twitter, same motherfucking thing. Uh, don't ever forget to check us out. Our... Other show, wrestling show on Wednesday nights. Check us out right here on Mixer.com slash THT Podcast. And Anthony. That's right. I had a fucking blast tonight, dude. I love that. Love this movie. Uh, Next Friday, we decided we are doing Judgment Night. Join us next Friday at 11 
Eastern, 10 Central. What? There you go. So this song is gonna be stuck in my head. I, motherfucker. This, I love it. I love now. this song, man. This is a great song. I'll turn it up a little bit before we get out of here. Uh, actually, I know what I can do. Give me one second. I have a suggestion that we should go out to because it's a movie that I want to review in a couple weeks. And, what? Uh, we've been since we had, it goes along with the theme. Um, we talking about Porky's a little bit earlier. Mm-hmm. Remember a song from I think it came out eighty five, eighty six. For high school nights. Yeah. I love that fucking song. Ah, there you go. Yeah, I don't so have it. You got it. Let's, I mean, we talked about it. So high, you know, we'll play it on that show, but I say fuck it. Let's go out on that one since we did talk about a fucking high school movie tonight. Well, I don't have it, but we got this one. Oh, oh, oh fucking. We'll, by, the, by the time we get to the Porky's episode, we'll have it on deck. <laughs> there you go. That's what we'll do. But, uh, yeah. There you go. So thanks everybody that's gonna download. Obviously, thanks everybody for fucking joining us in the chat. Tell a friend. There you tell go. A friend tell a friend. Us. Have that friend tell a friend. Have that friend tell a friend. And uh, just keep the fucking game going on. All right, everybody. We will see y'all next Friday, eleven o'clock Eastern. Thanks. Later. <laughs>